what up? We're here for Talk That Talk Tuesday. Talk, and I will talk back. We're live on TikTok, live on YouTube. Join me live every morning, 6 a.m. Pacific, right here on YouTube and for the Coach JB Show. Today's a loaded one. Matt McChesney will dive in in the first hour. Steve Kim will join me in the second hour. Steve Kim, I'm going to see if I can piss him off. We're going to do a top 10 Dallas Cowboys list of all time. Does Emmett Smith make the top 10? I'll wait to give you that later on. I'm sure it'll make Steve's. I don't know if he'll make mine. We're going to break it down. Um, but let's start off here today. The Bills punter, Matt Arizia, found not guilty. And better yet, found that he wasn't even at the house where the so-called rape went down. Bills cut him, so what happens now? I know what won't happen. The female will face absolutely no jail time. That's what I do know. The unfortunate part of this thing. Girls can uh, make up shit all day long and nothing ever happens to them. And listen, you know me. I feel for all the girls that actually have to go through these type of things that actually do happen to them. But I've been around a lot of liars that make it up, too, and have ruined a lot of good kids' lives. It goes both ways, but I think there should be repercussions. Can't just throw people under the mud. I think people should be have repercussions for false allegations. I had to face eight felonies. Shouldn't that person that lied on my name face some type of allegation? I think so. Like, you tried to ruin my life. How many people's lives have been tried to have been ruined and nothing happens to that person? That's the part I don't get. That's the part I don't like. We're going to dive into that, though. Uh, Lakers take a 3-1 demanding lead um, in the best of seven, as well do the Heat. The Heat take a 3-1 demanding lead over the Knicks. Uh, they just look like they're hungrier than the Knicks. The Knicks just look like they've never been before. They're, they're just soft. They're not ready. Randall's a hit-and-miss type of guy. Uh, yesterday we asked, who do you take, LeBron or Steph Curry? I said it kind of defines by this series. Looks like LeBron's on a has a stronghold on the series. Does the Lakers uh, close it out in Golden State, or do they come home for a sixth game like they did Memphis? We're going to get into that as well. Um, the NFL schedule's been released. Uh, hasn't been released, but it's been set. But the new rules have been released. I'm going to go over the new rules that kind of are shocking. Uh, the post-draft power rankings are out. We're going to go through that. The Andrew Luck saga continues. And, uh, you know, we got so much more. Biden has some secret emails denied by the New York Post. We're going to get into that. Uh, ooh, lots to discuss. First of all, though, let's get you started with the quote of the day, as always. Uh, brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. Get you 20% off um, and uh, go on over there. Head on over there today. The NHL hockey playoffs are in full swing. Baseball is in full swing. The Doyers lead the West. That's my L.A. Doyers. Uh, they're still in the in the West lead in the NL West. Uh, the Yankees are on the bottom in the AL East. Uh, Boston's actually better than we thought. Baltimore is right up there with Tampa. And we have a uh, American League Central race. This is going to be a good year. BetOnline.ag has all the games. Go check them out. Plus, the NBA playoffs are here. You know that. Lakers take a 3-1 lead. Heat take a 3-1 lead. 
Celtics 76ers back tonight. We're going to see how that unfolds. Nuggets, Suns, 2-2. You can bet it all right there on betonline.ag. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. Show's also brought to you by CanadipCBD.com. Head on over to CanadipCBD.com. Use the promo code COACHJB. Get you 50% off plus free shipping. Head on over to CanadipsCBD.com. Use my promo code COACHJB. Quote of the day. Get you started. Never give up on a dream just because of the time it will take to accomplish it. That same time will pass anyway. Quote of the day. Um, let me say it again for people in the back. Never give up on a dream just because of the time it will take to accomplish that dream. That pa- that time's going to pass anyway. <laughs> it blows my mind that some of you cats don't grasp that. I can't get up. I'm tired. You not? It's going to pass anyway, dog. Somebody's going to go get the money if you ain't. Contrary to belief, brought to you by CanadipCBD.com. Someday is not a day of the week. Someday is not a day of the week. Please understand that, contrary to belief. Man, someday I'll get to it. Someday is not a day of the week. Man, one day, someday, one day and someday ain't a gay day of the week. You lazy cats need to figure it out. That one day and someday, I never heard of them. When do they come? After Monday or after Sunday or after Friday? When does that day come? When is one day? (laughs) Some of you cats don't grasp that concept. Um, It's too late for second guessing. It's too late to go back to sleep. It's time to get up and do something contrary to belief. How about you start up and make your bed? I bet you if I ask all my TikTokers if they get up in the morning and make their beds, before they do anything, I bet you 99.9% of them will say, hell no. Nah. They don't make their bed, but they don't understand what making the bed actually does. But we've discussed that on this show a long, long time, many times, many times. Poll question. Are you okay with Steph Curry's shot last night? Are you okay with Steph Curry's last shot from 30 feet over AD? Are you okay with that shot? I'm curious to see the poll question results. Drop them on TikTok. Drop them on the show. Are you okay with Steph's last shot? Um, Can't wait. Can't wait to hear it. Because I know you guys were pissed at Jordan Poole's last shot the other day. (laughs) I want to know why Steph's okay. I know he's he's Steph. But he took a 30-footer over a 7-footer. Why don't you pass it? He had 15 seconds. Pass it. Get the ball back. Y'all mad at some people, but not others. I'm just curious to see. Are you mad about Steph's last shot? Um, Fun fact I got for you today. A fun fact. Um, U.S. President Woodrow Wilson proclaimed the first Mother's Day holiday on this day, May 9th. Or 1914. 1914, we actually made Mother's Day an actual day. Uh, Even though it was around for a long time, Woodrow Wilson actually made it the first Mother's Day on this day, 1914. Shout out to all the mothers out there. Uh, Mother's Day coming up. Go get your mom something nice. Um, We got to have an On This Day in Sports History giveaway today with Steve Kim. Um, we will have that. 
and uh, plus much more. Matt McChesney will join us. We're going to talk some transfer portal. Colorado supposedly has 71 players in the portal. Arizona State supposedly have had 50 players in the portal. We're going to break that down. We're going to go through our college football um, over-under wins list. We're going to go through a bunch of teams. Can they get over or under the amount of wins that we say? We're going to break that down. Matt and I will talk about coaches again that we think have to win games like we did yesterday and uh, a lot, a lot of other things. We're going to talk about uh, next year's uh, top six draft picks what I think will be the top six drafted next year. We're going to get into that today. And, uh, man, a lot, of, a lot to discuss. First of all, though, let's lead off with Matt. Matt uh, Arasia, the, the Buffalo Bills kicker punter that was cut by the Bills uh, last year when he was uh, falsely accused of rape. Uh, they found out he wasn't even at the house. He wasn't even at the house where the female claimed – to have had this happen. Um, the Bills cut him. So my question is, what happens now? That's all I want to know. What happens now with this kid? Because now, um, you know, it's been August. Last August, uh, when the season started, is when they cut him. This guy was a former Ray Guy Award winner. Um, they call him Punt God. Um, accused him of gang rape. That's the cold part about it. Wasn't even at the house. Um Curious to see how this unfolds. I really am. I'm curious to see how this unfolds. I don't know how to unfold. Uh, we'll see. He'll get scooped up now that he's uh, now that he's out of this thing. But man, bad situation. Bad situation. Um, Brett Farr stands with Tucker Carlson. Well, he's got to stand with somebody, right? <laughs> I mean, everybody's against this dude. Everybody's against this dude. So, uh, shit, we're going to see. We're going to see how it unfolds. Uh, Brett Favre has to stand with somebody. He's got to get somebody on his side. So he stands with Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson said he's going to come out with a rival Fox Sports Network. I heard he's got more money than the law allows. So Tucker Carlson probably has enough money to create an entire media channel or Network, who knows? Um, maybe he's the new TNT guy. We'll see. The NFL schedule is due to come out here shortly. Um, I wanted to dive into this NFL schedule because I wanted to I want to show you guys some changes that have happened. I want to show you some changes that have happened. Among the changes to the schedule this season for the NFL, so you guys know this is big news, kind of. Uh, the NFL will have a Black Friday game for the first time ever. Why? So they have a Thanksgiving game, and then they're going to have a Black Friday game too? I don't know why that is. Why is that a big thing? I have no idea. Let the people shop. Let the people shop. Games don't necessarily belong, quote, unquote, to the networks anymore. All games are free agents, according to Adam Schefter, NFL Games no longer belong to the networks. So some people, now you you know what that means, right? Let's be honest. You guys know what that means. Since Amazon took those games on Thursday, now you're going to have YouTube TV pick them up, Samsung, Vizio. You're going to have a lot of folks um, 
on these streaming apps try to get these guys uh, on their channels. That's what that is. Is more money. Highest bidding people are going to get NFL games, and uh, that is what the belonging to the networks mean. Teams can can be on Thursday night football twice now, and not all teams are guaranteed to have prime time spots. Those are all NFL rule changes for the schedule. So just wanted to throw that out there. Um, and it is what it is. D Grinder knows all things. He said Vizio's not picking up. No one. This is not 2009. Will you tell D Grinder that Vizio is one of the biggest streaming app platforms in the world? Will you tell this man that he doesn't absolutely know diddly shit? And he doesn't realize that Vizio is one of the fastest growing streaming apps, <laughs> applications on all the new smart TVs, Samsung, Vizio, Fubo, all these different ones. Will you tell this idiot that thinks he knows all things? Anyway, um, had to break that out. The, the schedules, the, the rules are coming out. NFL postseason draft uh, rankings have come out. Um, according to PFF, the Kansas City Chiefs are number one. They won the Super Bowl, of course. Um, the Eagles are number two, of course. They got the Niners at three. Um, Cincinnati Bengals at four. Buffalo Bills at five. New York Jets, six. Cowboys at seven. You got to be kidding me with the Cowboys at seven. Chargers at eight, above the Cleveland Browns at nine, and the Baltimore Ravens at 10. Hold on, dog. I got to fight this right here. First of all, the Cowboys being this high on any list is a joke. Cowboys on this list is a joke. The Cowboys on this list is a joke. Over, I would say, Probably over the Dolphins. I'd probably say it's a joke over the Seahawks. For sure, the Seahawks. The Seahawks better be on this top 10 list. The Seahawks, after this draft, after what they ended with last year, have to be in this top 10 list. There's no possible way that you could tell me that the Seahawks aren't above the Chargers, the Browns, the Cowboys, and the Ravens. There's no way. Like, the Cowboys can't get past any of those teams there. <laughs> um, there's also some other teams on there that I would really, really, I'm really fighting you. I don't know if I would have the Cowboys over the damn Pittsburgh Steelers at this point. Man, the Cowboys haven't done nothing. What have they done? TikTok, you got the Cowboys in your top ten? I don't see it. I don't see it. Where are the Lions? Where are the Vikings? Now, I wouldn't put them in the top 10, but I might put the Lions over the Cowboys in the top 10. I'll tell you that. I don't know. And the Buffalo Bills, I'm tired of seeing them rank so high when they absolutely fold every single year. 
I didn't. I wouldn't have the Jets that high because of yet we have, don't know what they're doing. It's all preconceived. We're all assuming the Jets got Aaron Rodgers are going to be this great team. Takes a while to gel sometimes. I don't know. I'm just tired of seeing the Brown. I'm tired of seeing the Bills, man. I'm tired of seeing the Bills every year in this thing. They're they're choke artists. Have you not figured out the Bills choke every year? <laughs> When are you guys going to stop betting on the Bills? Um, anyway, um, NFL schedule's coming out. It's right here. It drops Thursday for Thirsty Thursday. It was Jeff Nadu joins me. We're going to be breaking down the NFL dra- uh, schedule. We'll be breaking down that schedule. Um, the Andrew Luck saga continues. They have asked the NFL to look into possible tampering by the Washington Commanders with retired Pro Bowl Andrew Luck. This comes after ESPN reported that Washington reached out to Luck about coming out of retirement. Ursay, give it up. 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 You don't know about no jail felony. Um, Ursay, just what are you going to do? Like... The cat quit on you in August. See, that's the problem. Cats want to take dudes that quit on him back. Cats take guys that left them back in, into the transfer portal back. You be you got me fucked up. I'm be honest. If you think I'm taking a kid that left my program, entered the portal, and then wants to come back, you think I'm bringing that cat back? Man, these coaches are bringing these dudes back. Oh. I can't even understand it for a second. No, homie, you made your bed, live in it. Take your ass on somewhere. I'd be damned to take a a portal kid back after he left me just to go shop and check out. And let me let me go test the waters, coach. I got I gotta go test the waters. There might be something better. Oh, really? Well, let me tell you something. It better be better on your end because you'll never know how this one ends up. Because you'll never come back and taste this again. That's the problem. You guys are not cutting it off. You allow them to come back. Don't let them come back. Let them go make their bed and then lay in it, dog. That's the only way these cats will learn. But you'll see. We'll see. Let's just keep having 6,000 kids in the portal. (laughs) Um. Man, it's crazy to me, dog. It is absolutely crazy. Isaiah Pacheco, Kansas City Chiefs running back, is in the news. Um, apparently, he played in the Super Bowl with a torn labrum and a broken hand. He went under. He underwent separate surgeries to address both issues after the Super Bowl. The seventh-round pick dealt with the labrum injury for much of the season. Clap it up for him. Old school. That's old school. That's a dude that understands his job can be replaced like that. That's a guy that understands that running backs are a dime a dozen and you can be replaced like that. I love the old school mentality. You can be new school, but if you have an old school mentality in a new school soul and body, man, you're gonna you might have some success, dog. You might have some success. You might have some success. I bet you Pacheco went out and played it in after school. I bet you Pacheco went out and played after school. And I bet you that the counterpart uh, 
people watching this show go home and get on their iPhone, iPad, and PlayStation. Bet you that dude went out and played. I'm just telling you, I'm starting to know. I'm starting to get a, a heat check for these cats. I'm starting to see the character in a lot of these things. I bet you Pacheco went out and played. See, the young cats don't even know what went out and played means. What does that mean? When you're older, you know. Go out and play. Remember that. Remember your, your dad or your mom used to say, go out and play. She, I bet you Pacheco went out and played. I'm just telling you. Bet you he did. Um, shout out to Pacheco for doing that. Uh, Chiefs and Bears, more NFL scheduling news. There's some doubt about the Chicago Bears playing in Germany this upcoming season against the Kansas City Chiefs because Kansas City has requested to the NFL that they don't want to play the Bears overseas per Peter King. Why is that? Why don't the Chiefs want to play the Bears overseas? Curious to see that. Uh, if you guys know anything about it, drop it in the comment section below. If you guys know anything about it, let me know. Um, TikTok, I don't know what. Somebody just said something about Netflix. I didn't see it. I don't care about Netflix. They didn't pay me, so fuck them. Um, wonder why the Chiefs don't want to play the Bears over overseas. Um, Kansas City always has some excuse, dog. <laughs> they always got some sad story why something. They always want something. The Lakers take a commanding 3-1 lead out of the best of seven. They head back to Golden State. Uh, I think they play tomorrow. They play every other day since they're in California. This is the California State Championship tomorrow. If the Lakers can win it, they'll be the California State champs. The Clippers will continue to... Oh, my bad, dog. Clippers still at home. Waiting to try to... I guess they're going to wait for next year. See if Kawhi can get healthy this year. <laughs> Maybe Kawhi will play 50 games next year, dog. It's like the Clippers are a joke. You're going to be the JV team forever. Just know that, Clipper fans. Why does it? Why everybody thinks the Clippers-Lakers regular season games matter? <laughs> the Heat up 3-1. They just got them dogs in them. The Knicks aren't ready. Randall plays so soft. Randall, such a good-looking, big-body, athletic, gifted, gifted cat. Plays so soft. He plays so soft. The Grizz will not be back, D-Grinder. Shut the hell up. You're the new Eddie Manyweather in the chat, homeboy. Get a, Become a member, dog, or get your ass blocked. Shut up. You're the soft, young generation that I'm talking about. Your ass thinks a bunch of fake wanksters are going to win something. Have you figured out, homie, that's who you are? Not what you say you are? You are who you are. You get waxed every single year, and you talk the most. How about you shut the hell up and win a series? Quit talking about what they will be if Steven Adams comes back. Steven Adams wasn't going to win them three games, homie. Shut the fuck up. God. Um, is your boy for Facebook really out here fighting? I gotta be real. 
Is your boy from Facebook out here fighting? Have you seen Mark Zuckerberg out here fighting? Take a look at this shit. Why is Mark Zuckerberg fighting? Do you know that I would have I would have rolled that cat up and I would have had him in a pretzel hold. I'd have been telling him I want a billion dollars wired to me tonight before I snap your neck. <laughs> Look, he's got his ass right now. I'd be like, I'll snap your neck. You better give me a billion dollars, motherfucker. Like, what? Why is Mark Zuckerberg out here doing? Would you risk the money that he has and getting your neck snapped? <laughs> oh, shit. I don't know, dog, would you? I'm, I'm saying. Look at him. Got out of the hold. Mark Zuckerberg trying to get it in. He's one of them weird old cats. He's one of them weird old cats that 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 probably has like like weird cock strong. Cause you know how some of them cats are weird. They got they got that cock strong, like he probably cock strong. <laughs> I'll be damned if Mark Zuckerberg has me looking like a bitch. <laughs> like, let's be honest. This cat is pile driving somebody. <laughs> oh, dog. We're watching Mark Zuckerberg, people. We're, Mark, we're watching Mark Zuckerberg grapple right now. Oh, oh. Your boy out here getting it in. I want to know who he's fighting. I'm suing. I'm suing his ass. <laughs> That's how soft some of you cats are. Oh man, Mark Zuckerberg put me in an illegal hold. I'm suing. Mark Zuckerberg out here getting it in. The owner of Facebook. <laughs> you know that cat wasn't going to try to beat him? Do you think that cat was really trying to beat Mark Zuckerberg? Shit. He might have came up missing around this mother. Hey, you beat Mark Zuckerberg, go, go ahead and go home and find your whole family just missing. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I don't know nothing about him, dog. I really don't. I don't know nothing about Facebook anymore. I used to be on Facebook years ago. And then Instagram, obviously, they own it. But I don't know nothing about it, to be honest. I really don't. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, here's something, some alarming news for all you out there that track the pedophile world. Chucky. Now, let's get this straight real quick. I want to give you a little chronological order on this thing. Halloween, the movie, the last one with Jamie Lee Curtis last year came out. And I talked about it on this show. The cancel culture folks were trying to cancel a made-up not a made-up human, a made-up actor named Michael Myers. <laughs> I'm not lying to you. Remember this? The cancel culture came out 
and said Michael Myers and the movie Halloween should be canceled because Michael Myers killed a gay couple. Do you remember this? All right, now stay with me. Fast forward. A month later, the newest Chucky movie came out. And Chucky was depicted as a gay killer. So now Chucky came out as gay. Remember this? Can't make this shit up now, dog. I can't make it up. So Chucky came out gay. All right? Yeah, all this is real. It happened. So how ironic when when you do these things. Now, Now take a listen to this. This is the guy that actually played Chucky. Now, he's been arrested and accused of child molestation. How about that? Sexual? Other than this kid? Well, you had proof, so I gotta say yes. How many do you think? You don't have to be 100% accurate. Just give me a ballpark. Thank you. Give me a ballpark. 9,842. I'm going to say 10. 10 kids you talk sexually online. I guess, yeah. That's what you remember? No. So there is more? No. Definitely no more than 10. The 10 10 kids. It's like you're asking me my weight right now. Okay. The last time I was weighed was too long ago. So how how old? I weigh 127. How old are these? I weigh about 120. How old were these 10 kids? Oh, that I couldn't tell you. That I could not tell were they, you. How, what was the youngest? That I could not tell you. But I will say, all under 18. You said right here, you said right here, red, it will match your butts. Yeah, we talked about spanking back. Oh, so you were, you're going to spank him so hard until his butt is red? You don't have to spank it hard. Well, that's what you just said. You said his butt's going to be red. Yeah, but look at me. Watch my hand. You know, you can do that. My hand will turn red. Or you can just do this. And it will turn red at the time. You know what I'm so, so you're going to do it for a very, very long time until it turns red? Or you're gonna... <sighs> I don't even know, dog. Like, so you do understand they did not arrest him, correct? You do know. He's not arrested because of his health condition. Why isn't a cat like this just straight out decapitated on national TV? Like, that is why we have the world we have right now. In Amer- I mean, let, let me say the American world. That is why America is running rampant right now. Because you won't just straight up decapitate this little motherfucker. This little... Kyler Murray looking fuck should be decapitated today. Right on the spot. They should have just put it on live TV. Let's make it a live show. Put it on my show. Shit, why not? Put it on my show. I don't understand. You just, and you know damn well, he said 10 kids. You know fucking well it was 100. You know damn well it was 100 or more. So 10 kids, this little motherfucker went after and we're not going to even arrest them we're not even going to arrest them and this guy played chucky the guy that you all love to go watch 
Chucky, who actually was portrayed as gay in the last Chucky. How funny is that? Dog, this shit is crazy to me. In other news, Ukrainian executive thanked Hunter Biden for the opportunity to meet Beep Dad. Biden's secret emails, New York Post said, were not allowed. The New York Post could not get emails from Hunter Biden. Uh, shocker on that one. All these politicians, though, priests and politicians, the most crooked human beings on planet Earth. When are you guys going to realize? <laughs> like, you guys still vote. Who are you voting for? The puppet master? Come on, man. I'll be down. I've never voted a day in my life, and I never will. It's funny that I was on to something when I was like 11 years old, and you motherfuckers still, I left the Democratic Party, and now I'm a Republican. And I can't say, I'm, I can literally say that it is the best move I've ever made. I can't believe that I was a Republican and I was this so I'm now a Democrat. Oh my God. It's the best. Shut the fuck up. God damn. You cats are unbelievable. It is unbelievable. Uh, oh man. It is unbelievable, dog. Some of you cats. God damn. Why would you vote when you know damn well your vote don't matter? <laughs> you really want to stand in line. Cats wait in line. You can't stand in the two-hour, five-hour, 20-hour lines to submit a ballot. <coughs> My goodness, they have you programmed, dog. God damn. Here's how bad they have you programmed. Doug Brignoli is a bodybuilder that was a famous bodybuilder. And I have enough confidence in the vaccine based on my research to get it done. Those of you who think the vaccine kills people, can use me as a test. If I die, you were right. If I don't die and have no ill effects, you were wrong and should admit it at least to yourselves. Better yet, you should admit that you were misled and tell the world who misled you so other people can benefit by avoiding those fear mongers. Well, he died. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I mean, dog, you can't make it up. You can't make it up. But I'll be the only show that actually shows this type of shit. But you cannot make it up. This dude. <laughs> you can't make it up. Come on, man. Like, use me as a test. All right. <laughs> I definitely won't be out there getting it done. Um, Coach JB, I'm torqued watching you, homie. What does that mean? Sounds like some weirdo shit, homie. What does torqued mean? 
Fuck is torqued. Oh, weird ass. You weird ass young people, man. I am torqued watching you. Sounds like some old made up human ass shit. I'm torqued. See that? See, that's TikTokers, homie. I'm torqued. The fuck? You would have got the shit slapped out of your ass talking to somebody like that. <laughs> hey, dog, I'm torqued watching you. What, motherfucker? I choked the shit out of you. <laughs> God damn. Uh, I, and then you guys didn't know. So I know D Grinder is a young cat. What I just tell you? I told you D Grinder was one of these young TikTok cats earlier. Didn't I tell you that? He knows all the words and terms and definitions and, and, and equations and all the, 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 he knows all this new lingo because he's young. He's sus at me. <laughs> I, you got me fucked up if you think I'm sitting here going to say, he's sus, homie. That sounds like the softest shit I've ever heard in my entire life. He's sus. <laughs> uh, I don't drink beer, period. And I sure wouldn't drink Bud Light, ever. I mean, I don't get why Bud Light's just now getting canceled. The shit is, tastes like piss, doesn't it? Like, do you drink piss a lot? Like, and Coors is even worse. That's what's crazy. <clears throat> You're making a statement to cancel a, a, a beer when you're drinking a worse beer because of the statement you're trying to make. <laughs> I'll be straight honest. This is, you know me, I'm keeping it real. If I was a beer drinker and I love Bud Light, I'd be drinking that shit like a motherfucker. I would film it too. I would be on everything filming that shit. I'd make Bud Light pay me to get the other side back. Hey, Bud Light, reach out to your boy. That's my might be an idea. If you need to get the, the real ones back, hit me up. I'll do a Bud Light commercial. Shit. Pay me whatever you're paying that made-up human. Pay my ass. I'll do Bud Light all day. Shit. I'll do Bud Light. Put it in a red can. Let's put Bud Light in a red can, and let's change up the narrative real quick. I'll rock Bud Light all day. Shit. Got me fucked up. Cat sticking that shit is like, come on, man. Shit. Bud Light ain't going to go nowhere. They'll lose a few months, a few dollars here and there. They'll be back. They'll be back. Um, I want to get make sure you guys understand this is the young generation right here. Um, we had Wonder Woman. Your generation has wonder if it's a woman. <laughs> we had Wonder Woman growing up, Ruben. We had Wonder Woman. You motherfuckers wonder if it is a woman. That shit is real. That is unbelievable. I'm just being honest. That is just the real deal Holyfield right there. You guys are really walking around here wondering if it's a woman. Like, <laughs> at least we had Captain America, Wonder Woman. The real, we had the real ones. Now we're actually out here wondering where America is and who's a woman. That shit is crazy. We need, we need Wonder Woman and Captain America back. 
people. Shit. I'm just trying to tell you. We need it back. Bad. Quick and hurry. Uh, Matt Rule in Nebraska. He's done it well. He's got a good recruiting class coming in. He'll have. We're going to talk about Nebraska. Come on over to YouTube Live, man. I got my guests coming on. My phone is dying. TikTok. I appreciate you guys. Plus, I start cussing later in the show. I don't want to get kicked off because you guys are soft as pussy. Peace. Um. Oh man, this is crazy. Um, let me see. I saw something I want to see here. Let me see. Let me go back. Where? D. Jones said, your generation got Caitlin. I mean, Bruce Jenner. That ain't my generation. My generation had Bruce Jenner, homie. <laughs> Let's be clear here, D. Jones. You got us super fucked up. My generation had Bruce Jenner on the cover of Wendy, uh, cover of fucking Wheaties. Your generation has Caitlyn Jenner, motherfucker. Let's be clear about this shit. <laughs> you got yourself fucked up. You just ate your own punchline, motherfucker. Bruce Jenner was in my generation. You made up humans are the Caitlyn Jenner generation, motherfucker. You got me fucked up. You came at the wrong one with that shit, homeboy. You're going to have to live with that, motherfucker. I told you stop fucking with me, homie. You cannot fuck with me on this shit. Don't try to come in here talking shit, D. Jones. I will ice and dice your motherfucking ass. You are the Caitlyn Jenner fucking generation, motherfucker. Bruce Jenner was around with me. Bruce Jenner had no issues. Bruce Jenner was a motherfucking god walking around this motherfucker on Wheaties boxes. Your bitch ass has got Caitlyn Jenner, motherfucker. Shit. That motherfucker threw me the lob on me. <laughs> ah. uh, hey, everyone be quiet. Let's wait for D. Jones' response. <clears throat> Hold up. <laughs> Boom. I ain't heard the response. Hold on. Let me put it on again. Damn, D. Jones, where you at? That motherfucker unsubscribed. <laughs> That motherfucker unsubscribed and shit. Oh, my goodness, homie. Oh, he set himself up like a motherfucker. I don't even know if there's a return from that. <clears throat> I don't even think he can return from that shit. That motherfucker's DSL dial-up modem went out. His internet went out. <laughs> God damn, homie. Woo, it's a great day to have a great day. Let's talk that talk Tuesday. Uh, man, it's crazy out here. Even in Beth, Bath, and, Bed, Bath, and Beyond with the white people. Trep this out. She's all, oh, 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 shit, oh, shit. 
Nobody worries me. I gotta be real with you. You know me, man. I keep it 100. I'm glad to see some white folks and some Hispanics fighting. Because, dog, all the brothers and sisters in the chat and everyone out there listening, y'all looking bad right now. Because every single video is a brother fighting a brother and a sister fighting a sister. And motherfuckers just starting to ruckus. I'm glad we got to see some equity <laughs> equality motherfucker i'm glad we saw some white folks fucking fighting for once god damn shout out to the white folks fighting in public and for the white guy filming it and you're a fucking idiot i'm glad you were filming that good job by not helping the female get jumped by the fucking bath and body works fucking employee Oh, man, what a fucking joke, dog. What a fucking joke. It blows my mind, man. It really does. It blows my mind. Um, We got a fucked up world right now. We got fucked up shit going on. I'm going to be honest. We got a lot of fucked up shit going on right now. There is a lot of fucked up shit going on, people. I don't think you realize this. I don't think you realize this. But it is. Um... Hold on, I got to add a few things to the show. Um, Let's see. I got to add a few things real quick. Let's see. Boom. Here we go. Here we go. Your girl, the brat out here doing bad. uh, Looking like the homie. That motherfucker looks like the homie. And Lucy's favorite, Big Ed, has came full circle. I mean, not Big Ed. I'm sorry. Uh, God damn, that's Big Ed, dog. But what's her name? Whatever his name is. The baddie. Self-proclaimed baddie. Why does that motherfucker look like it's a goddamn... I mean, look at this motherfucker, man. Like, this gotta be... Who paid this motherfucker? Jabba the Hutt has had to have gotten paid, right? Had to have gotten paid. Um, like, I'm lost like a motherfucker. I don't get it, dog. Devo, smash or pass? Oh, my God. <clears throat> In uh, real news, why is the Mexican that killed everybody Eight people in the Allen Mall shooting. You haven't really heard about it. But why does this cat have some freshly tatted? I can't, I'm not gonna show it because they'll fucking ban me. Why does he have freshly tatted Nazi symbols and fresh hand tattoos? Have you have you seen this? Like, why is it brand new tattoos on a Mexican who they say is neo-Nazi? That shit is not adding up to me. I'm I'm kind of lost on this one. I'm kind of confused. You guys can help me out on this. Uh, it always seems to happen when there's like some type of gun control bill about to be passed, don't it? I'm just saying, I don't know. I'm not a gun conspiracy theorist or nothing, but damn. It's always some weird shit. Why, like, why is this? Did he get a fresh tat to go get domed? 
Like, is that what he did? He got some fresh tattoos to to go make sure that he's he had to go kill all these people. Uh, it ain't adding up. I'm not. I'm not gonna add it up. It ain't adding up to me, dog. I'm gonna be honest. I'm be honest. It ain't adding up to me, really. I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, I, I I gotta question a few things in my life, and like I said, I think you should question every fucking thing. And it, it don't mean you're you're right or wrong, but you should still be able to question the shit. Like I'm gonna question the shot. I'm gonna question Biden's emails. I'm gonna question. <clears throat> Elon Musk. <laughs> like, I'm a question, cats. Don't get me twisted. That don't mean you're right or wrong at the end of the day, but it, w- w- why can't you question it? Shit, you got a right to know. And if you get silence, then you ask the wrong question. <laughs> if you come up missing and they find your leg and arm and feet separate places in the country, you ask the wrong question. Shit, it is what it is. I guess you got to be calculated with the shit. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Matt will join me in about 10 minutes. Steve Kim will join me after that. We got an action-packed show. We're going to break down uh, quite a few different things. Um, I can't wait to get into it. I got to get into this one. Um, I'm going to get into my mock draft, 2024. Um, My top six players coming off the board, in my opinion, are going to be Quinn Ewers. The, I'm not sure the left tackle's name at Penn State, but he'll be in the top five. The Turner kid, the D lineman for Alabama. Uh, May, the, the quarterback at North Carolina. Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. To me, and I think number six would be Michael Penix Jr. because of the teams that are going to pick. Here's the thing. Um, I don't mean Penix being number six overall. What I mean is Penix will be the third quarterback, um, possibly, or the four. He'll be a top four quarterback taken next year in the NFL draft. I think it's going to be Williams, May, and um, my boy at uh Notre Dame now that was at West that was at Wake Forest. I think he'll be in the top three quarterbacks taken. I think Michael Penix Jr. will be in the top four quarterbacks taken, and that is not a good thing because I'm, again, telling you right now that next year's class is, again, another overrated, hyped-ass quarterback draft class. Everyone wants to keep talking how good the class is. I don't see it, but what do I know? We'll get into that later. Um, And I don't think – I don't know for sure if Caleb Williams is the number one pick next year because who is the team that's going to get the number one pick? That is the question mark. Who is it? We're going to break that down today because if we look at the worst teams that can possibly be the number one pick next year, Alan, look at the teams that can get the possible number one pick next year. Houston again, they just drafted CJ. So you know they're not, I don't see, if they take Caleb Williams next year, then the whole management team needs to get fired. So Houston Texans, let's say they're not going to take a quarterback. So Caleb wouldn't go number one if Houston gets the number one, right? All right. Who's going to get number two? Chicago again? Are they going to be that bad? They're not going to take a quarterback, right? 
Okay, Carolina Panthers. Are they going to be that bad? Are they going to get the two pick? Are they going to get the number one? They're not going to take quarterback. All right. Let's dive into, let's say, Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta Falcons, number one. Are they that bad next year? Were they the number one? Maybe. Do they take a QB? Maybe. My point is, and I'm going to go through the league and, and, and who can take number one. My point is this. Don't be shocked, and I'm telling you right now, May 9th, 2023, the April draft of 2024, do not be surprised if Marvin Harrison Jr. is the number one pick overall. <clears throat> because, again, <clears throat> let's go to the same teams. Houston Texans, if they get the number one, they're not going to take a cue. But a wideout sure looks good. Marvin Harrison sure looks good at number one for that team, right? To go along with CJ. Or if Davis Mills rips it and, and Houston's uh, still not good, but he, but Davis Mills ripped it, CJ Stroud ends up being a project. Who knows? Let's get Marvin Harrison Jr. on that team. To me, it makes sense. Chicago, let's say they have a shitty year and they're number one. Marvin Harrison Jr. sure looks better at a pick to me. Carolina just got Bryce Young. Shit. Marvin Harrison Jr. looks better to me. Now let's go out west. <clears throat> Arizona Cardinals. Are you going to draft the quarterback if you're the worst team and you get the number one pick? Are you gonna are you gonna cut ties with Kyler Murray and draft Caleb Williams? Probably not. Can't afford it. But guess what? Marvin Harrison Jr. should look good. <clears throat> Rams, are the Rams going to be that bad? They have to take a number one? Are, are Stafford over? Is Stafford done? Okay, maybe a quarterback. But why not Marvin Harrison Jr., number one wideout? I'm just saying, we could go through the list. We could go through the list. And <clears throat> we can go down the list. And I don't know if a quarterback will be the number one pick next year based on the team's based on the teams that are in the in the hunt. That is what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Based on the teams that are in the hunt, I'm not sure that Caleb Williams or May or, or Hartman is one of those guys. So just throwing that out there, just food for thought. Just food for thought. Um, you know, I, I mean, let's... let's We'll do it until Matt gets in here. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Let me go through the list here. So let's have let's go let's go to the worst. Okay, so Chicago Bears were three and fourteen. Houston, Arizona Cardinals, Colts, Rams, Broncos, Raiders, Titans. Um. God damn, the Raiders were 6-11. and 11. Titans, let's say, no, that ain't right, is it? No, fuck no, that ain't right. Um, Why is that? All right, I want to put the worst division. All right. Were the Raiders 6-11 and 11 last year? God damn. They were, huh? Arizona only won four games last year. Is that right? All right. So Chicago and Houston, both three, and they won three games. Okay. 
So let's say them, Arizona, Indianapolis, Colts. Does the Colts take a quarterback? No, but they'll take Marvin Harrison Jr. Cardinals will take Marvin Harrison Jr. Texans, Bears, all have quarterbacks. The Rams, let's say they can tank, quote-unquote, fucking tank for a quarterback. I can see the Rams possibly doing it, but Denver Broncos can't do it. Raiders? Jimmy G, yeah, you could do it. They did take a quarterback this year, so I don't know. Tennessee Titans, yeah, I could see them taking a quarterback, but you got to get way down the list to get there. I don't know if Tennessee Titans are going to be the worst team in football. Saints, did the Saints take one? Derek Carr just signed. Browns, Panthers, we're not going to take it. Atlanta, do they fall that low? They could take a quarterback because Ritter will be Garbage. Um, Green Bay's not. The Commanders, are they going to fall that low? Seahawks aren't. Steelers, are they going to fall that low? No. Miami, no. Jacksonville, no. Detroit, no. The Giants, no. The Chargers, no. The Ravens, no. The Cowboys, no. The Bengals, no. The Niners, but the Niners aren't going to be the number one pick. The Vikings, I doubt they're the number one pick. The Bills, no. Eagles, no. Chiefs, no. Who takes a quarterback at number one? Why is nobody talking about this? Why is somebody so shocked that a wideout could be the number one pick next year? <clears throat> I'm just going to be honest. Why won't no anyone discuss? Why is everyone see, seemingly thinking that Caleb Williams is going to be number one pick? <clears throat> I'm just telling you, I don't see it. I see Marvin Harrison Jr. as the number one pick next year because everyone needs a wideout on that list I just mentioned. Bears need one. Texans need one. Cardinals need one. Colts need one. Rams need one. Broncos need one. Raiders need one. Tennessee needs one. Bad. The Jets, maybe not, but they won't get the number one. Saints need one. Cleveland needs one. Carolina needs one. Falcons need one. Bucks need it. They're going to have Godwin and... Evans old Patriots need a wideout. Packers need one. Commanders, Seahawks, Seahawks don't, but they won't be the one seed or the one pick. Steelers maybe, but they won't be the one. Dolphins won't be the one. Jacksonville won't be the one. Detroit won't need the one. They don't really need a wideout or a quarterback, but they'll take a wideout over a quarterback. The Giants, they could use a wideout, but they won't be the number one pick and team. Chargers won't be the number one pick and team. So, dog, I'm telling you, none of these teams make sense on who to take Caleb Williams. Who would take Caleb Williams? So, see, I, I <clears throat> Jerry said the Bucs need a quarterback. I want to see Kyle Trask get the reins and take over. I love the kid. Recruiting the kid out of high school. Gotten it. Sitting down with the kid several times, recruiting him through the process. He ends up getting the job at Florida because he got on. That's how good he was. I didn't think he was going to make it because he, he never played in high school. He never played behind Tyreek Hill. I mean, King. <clears throat> at Manville High School in, in Houston. He never played. And so I'm like, damn, I, I give the kid credit. He never transferred. He stayed there. The coach was a good friend of mine, the head coach. That's where Carlos Thompson played and Kerryon Parker and Gary Haynes, all these kids I recruited out of Manville. Manville was super loaded at wide receiver. All those guys played at the same high school, by the way. And Tyreek uh, went to Houston. Then he later on went to Miami. Now he's in the uh, XFL. I think that Kyle Trask 
has an opportunity to be great. He's a big old cat. You can throw it. He got to sit behind Brady for a few years. He got to, through osmosis, learn the game of the NFL game. And I want to see what he could do. I definitely want to see what he could do over Baker Mayfield. We've seen that movie. We have seen the Baker Mayfield movie. Like, I don't want to see Baker Mayfield movie no more. <laughs> like, I don't want to see the fucking Baker Mayfield movie no more. Do you? Do you? I don't. I don't. I, I don't want to see it, though. I'm just being honest. I don't want to see it. Um, I'll try to reach out. I'm going to try to reach out and see. I'm going to try to reach out and see. Um, yeah, I'm going to try to reach out and see uh, if I can get Trask on. That'd be a good get. Um, without further ado, let's get into this uh, Talk That Talk Tuesday because I know this guy will talk that talk. And if I talk, he'll talk back. Matt McChesney's going to join me. Clap it up for Matt. What up? Good morning. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. It's Talk That Talk Tuesday. Uh, all right, I want to go through this list real quick. I'm on this topic. I just started ad-libbing, of course, as we do, because um, I don't have a show writer or a script or a fucking production. So here we go. And you don't need it, neither. Chicago Bears, are they the number one pick next year in the NFL draft? Probably not, but let's say they are. Do they draft Caleb Williams? No. You agree? If they're number, if they're the number one pick in the draft next year, if Fields plays the entire season and they're still the number one pick, I take a quarterback. If he's hurt, and that's why they're the number one pick, I don't. Um, All right, so let's say they don't. Let's say they don't for shits and giggles. So I can go through this list. Let's say Chicago doesn't get hurt. He plays all year. He plays all year, but uh, he plays all year. He has a really good year. They're just horrible up front. They're horrible at wide out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Caleb, Wait, the number one pick comes, and they, they're they not going to take it. All right, let's say Houston. Houston gets the one pick. They no. just drafted CJ. They got Mills. Probably a no, right? Uh, unless Stroud is, like, as bad as Josh Rosen was when he was a rookie. Like, All right. if you remember, Rosen went number one in first round, not number one, but first round to Arizona, and then the next year they took Kyler. So no bonus babies allows for you to screw up a little bit more. Yeah. Okay. I, okay. He's awful. I, would, I wouldn't I would take a quarterback, no. All right. Arizona Cardinals. Got too much money invested in the mental midget, right? I would still take a quarterback. I would too, but I don't think the franchise could afford it, right? Well, if they're the, if they're the first pick in the draft and he's healthy all year and they're that bad, decisions have to be made. Like, you, you can't just not – unless he's awesome and the rest of the team is terrible, you know, that there's a lot of different layers here. All right, hold on. Let's do something, Matt. I'm going to make you big. That's what she said. I'm going to make you the big guy. And then I'm going to transfer my, I'm going to give you this screen so you can see it. We'll do some real shit here. I'm going to do some real shit here. I'm doing some technology, technological shit here, dog. Um, I think I, I fucked that up. Can you see that at all? Yeah, kind of. Can you see that at all? Yeah, kind of. What's up? What is it? Hold on. Let me make it. Let me make it. 
bigger for you. Can you see that? Yeah, records. All right, look, so they hear your voice. I, I need to put your pretty face on there, though. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get on the board, Matt. You're going to read off the teams to me. All right, Washington Commanders. All right, so just tell, so we're going to talk this through. Let's get on the board and talk this through. So we just said Arizona. You're saying maybe they can take a QB, right? I mean, if if they're the first pick, of, you're, you're saying that everybody is making this determination saying they're the first pick, right? Yes, if, if, if one of these teams... If you're the first to draft... Here's my point. I don't see one of these teams taking Caleb Williams first. I say Marvin Harrison is the first guy off the board next year because of the team pecking order. So let's go through it. I think Drake May is going to be the first pick next year, but that's just me. Um, I still don't see that. Let's just say I don't see a quarterback being number one based on what we're going to talk about right now. So good, keep going yeah. down the list. What other bad teams can possibly get the one pick oh, and not take quarterback? I mean, I, um, Rams, Rams. I mean, the 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 it depends. If Stafford comes back and they play well, they're not going to get the first pick. The the Patriots maybe. If I'm New England. I, I might think about just sucking like more than I ever have, but, but they won't get the one. They won't be that bad. Yeah, Belichick's never going to allow them to slide to that. You know that awful. Um, the the Broncos, like I, I hate to say it, I know they got better in the off season, but I don't think they're going to be first pick bad. But I will uh, say I will say this: if they if they're going to be eight and nine or nine and eight, which is what I assume they're going to be, I'd rather them be one and 16 so we can actually get one of these quarterbacks and get rid of um, old, old uh, Russell Wilson. So they got too much money. Uh, you know what? You know who I actually think might actually get the number one pick next year? It is the Packers. Uh, yeah. I think Jordan Love, I don't think Jordan Love is very good. And I think that they're, going to have an extremely average offense, uh, if not bad. And I would not be surprised at all if they figure out a way next year to get the number one pick. And, you know, and fig like even if they're like the fifth pick or the sixth pick, I bet you they find a way to trade up. Like I would almost put money on the fact that Green Bay is going to be pretty shitty next year. Find a way to get a top three pick and pick either Drake May or Caleb Williams because there's one thing I know about the NFL, they do not like it when the Packers don't have a quarterback, and Jordan Love ain't that dude. I don't think he is either. I just my point I was making, Matt. I think that it's not too far fetched that Marvin Harrison Jr. can be easily the number one guy off the board next year, based he, on the team. He could be. He's an incredible player. And, and just based on the team's picking, I mean, there's a lot of guys. Carolina Panthers just took quarterback number one. They're not going to be taking him again. I can see the Carolina Panthers being the number one team picking next year. But do they take they QB? Be the number one pick, and they definitely need a quarterback. And who? Tampa. I just was talking about Tampa. I was like, I like. I would rather see Kyle Trask. We've already seen the Baker Mayfield movie. You know, I'd rather see Atlanta Kyle Trask. Atlanta, Tampa and Atlanta. I know Atlanta got Ritter in the second, and they like him, but. If Atlanta, Atlanta's, I think they're going to be improved. I don't think they're going to be first pick bad, but they're another team that's going to be right there on the we're average. Do we need an elite quarterback? See, the best part about this is the ability to trade up and acquire the first pick because the first pick is always such a commodity 
for any team. I mean, Carolina was the sixth pick this year, and they moved up and got the first and got their guy. So that's why I'm not putting it past teams like Green Bay. You know, in any, I wouldn't put it past a team like San Francisco. They did it once with Trey Lance, and, you know, even when they're good to move up and try and get a franchise quarterback. New England, if Drake May is just sitting there, uh, I would not be surprised at all if New England packages picks and and trades you know, like a Mac Jones to whoever to get a Drake May. I think I think Caleb Williams, especially, he's a great athlete. Uh, you know, people saying that he's like a more advanced version of Patrick Mahomes. Nobody evaluated Patrick Mahomes the way that he plays coming out of college. You know what I'm talking about. No one sat down to like this Patrick Mahomes kid is going to revolutionize football. He's incredible. No, not one swinging dick said that out there. Not you, not me, not nobody. He he has changed the way the quarterback position is played. And I don't think it's for the best from a fundamental standpoint. It's awful, but he can get away with it. That doesn't mean every kid in America can. Caleb Williams is very special. I do think he's going to be a great player depending on where he goes. Uh, so much of quarterback play at the next level is where you go and your surrounding cast. I feel like Drake May is just a, a really calm and collected dude under immense pressure. He had like the highest pressure rate against him uh, in the country last year at UNC, and he just stood in the pocket and dealt. And that is a very hard trait to find. And, you know, his athletic ability on top of that. And, you know, I, I just think that he's going to be an incredibly good pro. Uh, next year is definitely the year to have a quarterback. All right, let's get into this real quick. I want to, I did this by myself yesterday, but I wanted to have, Zach couldn't come on, so I wanted to go through it, but I want to go through it with you. I brought up a coaches, coaches in college next year. Talk, transition to college real quick. I want to get your take on, uh, I, 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 I hate coming out my mouth anymore because it's like, fuck, I know Matt's tired of it too. Like, quit talking about the portal. It is what it is oh, at this man, point. We're never going to stop talking about this. I, I had three coaches in this morning, so check this out. <laughs> The, the world we live in, coach. So, CU just cut how many kids since Dion's got? We're 71 now. 70. So, 71 kids since Coach Prime has gotten to CU are gone, right? Arizona State, like 51? Yeah. So, I had like, I don't know, 35 kids in this morning, 5 a.m., huge pass rush session. We posted all of it at Six Zero Academy. Bunch of high school guys, but then there's probably six or seven transfer portal. Redshirt freshman, freshman, right? Guys that have been in for a year or a year and a half or two years. But nobody that's played like Casey Roddick and Austin Johnson and Jake, they're in the 11 o'clock group. They're vets. They don't need to go to this. But these other kids are freshmen. So you're, they're all competing for the same jobs, right? So <laughs> this morning we had Coach O'Boyle, the O-line coach from the run game coordinator for CU, who's a great coach. He just got done cutting some of these guys last week, and now he's in there at 5 a.m. watching some of them again today because – you know, I'm not going to exclude them from the group just because there's South, uh, South Dakota State was there, San Diego State, uh, Eastern Washington, uh, Washington State, and then Coach O'Boy from CU. But it, it's funny how the evaluation process works, right? Like he might have seen something today that he didn't see in practice that he liked or didn't like. So, you know, it's the transfer portal is something we're never going to stop talking about. It is what college football is. And I, I want to get your thoughts on what I'm about to say. There's two different kinds of college football now. There's power five mercenary ball. And then there's group of five 
actual developmental football. So, like, if you're a three-star player, like uh, Lincoln Fahapoli Jr., this big Samoan kid, Tongan kid that I'm working with in, in, in Colorado, hopefully I didn't disrespect him by not knowing the difference between the two. Oh, you he, did. He, he did. Oh, yeah, but he's a big, nasty son of a bitch, okay? And Coach you got to know your A's and your O's, dog, what it ends with. Ah, well, Fahapoli. Uh Last week, we had Coach Thompson in from, from uh, Central Michigan. He's our line coach for Coach McElwain, right? And loves Lincoln, just loves him. You know, culturally, they're both on the same page. He, he's a big-ass kicker. He played at Oregon State, loves Lincoln, wants to bring him in to develop him. And I'm looking at it like this. He's probably going to get a Power 5 D1. I just got off the phone with USC about him because he's that kind of player. But – as a three-star, what it does it benefit guys to maybe go to a group of five school more and truly develop and be like a crown jewel of a of a recruiting class and know that you're not going to get transfer portaled in six to eight months or a year and you're going to be able to actually develop? Does that help a kid more than maybe going to a USC and then uh, maybe it works and you turn into an, uh, a first-round draft pick. Maybe you're gone in a year and you're back in the room with me looking for another opportunity. How do you feel about that? What do you say? But what about the kids that go there and still leave? Well, look, you're going you're going to have kids that leave. If you play up and you want to leave, then that's just the nature of the business. Just like some kids are going to, some kids are going to wash and, and go down. I'm just saying, like from a high schooler's yeah. perspective, do you think it might benefit kids more to go to a smaller school where they're still playing college football as opposed to just straight mercenary ball in the group of, or in the Power Five? Well, I don't know if they're not playing it there either, though, because I, I mean, I'll, my good friends are the head coach and OC at Tulane. That's a hard school to get in, and they're still dealing with the same shit. And they're a big time group of five. They're in the best group of five conference in football. Maybe um, it's mercenary ball now. I don't know. The group, I, I think the group of five is mercenary. I think that the regular FCS, the Toledo's, the Akron's, the 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 those mid major groups. I think well, the, the power five is mercenary. Then the group of five is not. I think the group of five is because there's only what. Group of five is, is that one conference with Tulane and South Florida and Central Florida. Five is Conference USA. Yep. Sun Belt, Mountain yep. West. Yep. Uh, what is it? Conference, not Conference, the American Conference. American, that's the hardest one. Conference, the yep. Mountain West, and there's another one. I don't know the four. I can't remember. Yeah, it, but but I'm saying that the 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 mid majors is fitting your what you're talking about better. Like Akron, Toledo, the those Mac guys. Yeah, that's the other group of five. Yeah, I think those guys fit it a little bit better. Well, not if if Akron and them are in a group of five, then no. Then I'm talking about like San Jose, or I'm talking about like UNLV and that's, and. Uh, well, this but, is the way this works. The Power Five conferences are the Pac-12, the Big Ten, the yeah, SEC, yeah, yeah. the ACC. Those are the, those are the big boys, yeah. And then the group of five conferences are the, the MAC, which is Kent State and Akron and all those schools. Yes, yes. The Mountain West. Yes. The American Conference. Yes. The Sun Belt. And I don't, I can't remember what the fifth one is. Uh, the other one. American's the best, though. This is Houston, Tulane, all those. That the is the best league. 
Yeah, that's the best league in the group. But let me ask you this, Matt. Let me throw a wrench at you, though. Years ago, 28% of the NFL were D2 players. So the Division II game used to be meaningful. Meant that, hey, man, you didn't make this D1 deal. You got cut or you left or whatever. You went D2, Matt. A lot of good D2 players made it to the NFL. Like, why don't you ask Larry Allen and fucking Eric Williams and uh, guys like that? Here's my point. That's no longer in existence because now you're sitting there. I mean, it it exists, but I'm just saying you're not getting the number of kids we once got. They're going in the portal and sitting there. Uh, I I don't know if there's enough evidence to support that yet. The portal just started, but there's – well, what D2 players have you seen get drafted lately? Lately? I'm not saying, like, guys that I just know personally that are Division II players that have their pension, Jensen, Morgan Fox, Mike Pinnell. No, 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 I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying, what are, what are those players at now playing Division II? They don't exist. Uh, they're, I mean, they're still playing, so aren't they in the same – Cycle. Yeah, you know, you to get my point, I'm saying that the back in the day, if you didn't play at a D1, you went D2, right? Now you're sitting in a portal, and now you're trying to go back to a Division One where you could have went D2 and oh, got yeah. film. Got Look, they film. definitely need to start going down a level. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, we we used to tell them, Matt. You used to tell your guys, I'm sure. Hey, man, just go get film at this I'm point. About to tell a kid today, like you need to commit to this school and go play and do it now and stop playing this like I'm better than this school or that school bullshit. And look, that is a ego pride thing. And then it's amazing to me that people don't listen to the people that they hire to help them. And I'm not just talking about me. I'm talking like NFL players that don't listen to their agents or their nutritionists or their money managers or whatever the fuck. You know, like us, if we do you have a sport, do you have like a, a media agent? It would be like you not listening to your agent. Like what? Why the fuck do they even hire him? It's when people hire me and then don't listen to me or I become the bad guy because things didn't work on their timeline. No one cares about your timeline. So I do agree that a lot of these fucking kids need to look at themselves in the mirror and say, and this is kind of my point on full circle. We both agree in a different way to get there the film and the opportunity is better than where like if you can play dog they're finding you period like there's no there's no more hiding players so i i personally think some of the lower level schools and the juco's unfortunately eventually will all die off and there's just going to be a limited amount of opportunity for for people that that want to play i don't know if that's a bad thing necessarily it's professional football is what you're saying. That's yeah, what it is. What it is. What I posted, like, I take an unbelievable amount of grief in this super soft state that I live in about doing the job that I do. Like, it's unreal, bro. Like, I even have college coaches bring it up. Like, why do these high school guys hate you so much? Maybe they don't like the op- like the fact that I'm closer with their guys than they are. What? I don't know. Jealousy is a female trait. Sean Carter told me that a long time ago. So... I I don't care anymore. Like, I've stopped trying to convince people that don't get it, like, to come on my side. Like, yeah, I don't need you on my side. That said, 
the misconception out here that like this is for everybody or it's going to work out for everyone is nuts. Like the opportunity should be so much more important than where you play. Right? Like, especially if you don't have a job, like if you're in the transfer portal and someone is beating your door down to come get you to play and it's a division one school, like, like old dominions in the sunbelt. Now they've turned that place into a hell of a fucking program. Like it's really, they've turned it around down there. Tony Lucas is really good coach in my opinion. That that's a great opportunity for somebody that wants to go down there and play. You know what I'm saying? And if, if you don't look at it, like it's a great opportunity, then I don't know really what to do with you. I, I saw a stat last night, coach 1700 guys went in the portal. This last, this last like rotation. And after everyone's place, there's still 6,800 dudes just sitting there today. Yes. And if you don't have help, like the benefit of what I do for my guys, again, everybody that's in the transfer portal this morning was working out for six coaches in front of them this morning at a meeting. We're done with our meeting by 6 a.m. and I'm on the fucking, I'm on the show with you. But if you don't have help, if you're in the transfer portal sitting around out here, you're a parent of a, of a kid who's in the portal and you don't have help what what are you doing if you're in high school and you like i I had a phone conversation today with a guy who's outside of uh, austin and you know i told him the prices and everything he's like well i can't afford to spend that much money and i was like well if you're spending money i can't help you but if you're investing it and you're getting return on it that's another thing and i'm not trying to talk shit i know some people just can't afford it but there's the mindset is what i'm talking about it's the are you investing or are you spending You'll spend money on a vacation. I'm talking about investing this. So you don't have to pay for college, which is the real scam. So it's, I don't, I don't, I think we need like 10 years of data and experience to see where this really is and how it worked and if it did and how many people got screwed and how many kids like, if it's really good for the players or if it's really good for the coaches or if it is the reason that college football splintered and now it's not like it was. You know, the product was so perfect for so long, in my opinion, even without the players getting paid. There were always things that were that needed to be fixed. But, bro, it was the most popular and is the most popular sport in this country for a reason. I mean, it is. There is nothing like college football. It is incredible. And I'd really hope that it just doesn't get so tainted and business-like that it's unrecognizable in 10 years. So yeah, it's getting bad though. And I don't want to talk it's just, so like, bad, bro. I don't want to make this a topic, but my good friend, one of my best friends is a uh, Uso coach at BYU, uh, Kalani Sataki. Um, I know it's getting bad when I talked to him the other day and I forgot to mention it to Josh. We got a few polys in the chat right now. Um, he's losing polys. BYU is losing polys in the portal. He's like, Oos, when the fuck have you ever heard of that? Like, when is a cat not only leaving a poly coach, but you're leaving BYU? Like, I'm trying to get Coach uh, Coach Funk, or a line coach, to offer Lincoln real hard. Like, I'm telling you, this this Lincoln Fahapuli Jr. kid is a fucking animal. So yeah, send me your info. You got to get that one there. What? Send me the info. I'll get it to Kalani personally. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm, I'll send it to Funk too. I'll send it to you today. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. Well, look, a lot of the like, this is another thing. Didn't I just heard a story this morning about the Commanders tampering with the Colts about Andrew Luck? 
bro, do you understand how much tampering is going on with people's rosters? Like coaches literally calling kids on other people's rosters and telling them to leave their college and come play for them. And nobody can do anything about it. There's no tampering laws being broken. There's no fines. There's no suspensions coming. Nothing. This is not the NFL. There's no agents. There's no checks and balances. I can just pick up the phone. I've had multiple coaches call me and be like, hey, do you know this player at this school? Didn't you work with him? Do you think he would leave school X to come play for us? And I'm like, whoa, I'm not doing that shit. Like that, that I'm drawing the line right here, bro. You're going to have to find somebody else to facilitate that move for you, dude. If he goes in the transfer portal, that's one thing. That's the business of college football right now. But you're asking me to tell a kid to leave his college to come play for you. And there might be money involved in the transaction. No, homie, I'm not going down that road. Like I, I'd rather die on this hill broke than, than sacrifice my character and the morality of what, what we're doing here. That shit's fucked up and it is happening everywhere dude you know it is yeah it's, it's been happening though for like three years sark was telling me three years ago that it's crazy off the field oh, it, 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 the game's over they actually play nice. oh yeah since since the nil and transfer portal is opened it has gotten progressively worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and like the there's longer, sensitive shake lines after the game oh for sure and and as long the longer it goes on without checks and balances without something it's, it's going to get to the point where it is literally, hey, after games, guys are walking up to players and be like, hey, instead of playing for them next year, we're going to give you this, this, and this. Just come play for us. And all of a sudden, the kid's walking in. Instead of thinking about, you know, the, the win he just got, he's like, wow, I'm going to leave these chumps. These guys want to pay me. So mercenary ball 101 with zero tampering laws. Like, I, if I'm a coach, I'm writing down every player's name that kicks my ass just to go see if I can get them the next year. I agree with Josh. Um, Josh said Josh played it. Uh, <clears throat> played at UTEP. He said if these dudes knew they would not have to lose the rest of the year and wanted to transfer and then have to sit out again, they would not be leaving. They'd be forced to stick it out Agreed. and do what we had to do. Right? Yeah, I mean, you shouldn't like look sitting out a year back in the day deterred people from transferring. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. let me get into you. I got a few few minutes. Let me ask you this: uh, coaches in college. I want to transition to college because I didn't get to you on yesterday that need to win 10 games badly to quiet the critics, not necessarily getting fired or not, but to quiet the critics. Please tell me in this list that I have, not only do they need to quiet the critics, but also mention if they will, if they are also fighting for their job, Ryan day, I had at number 10. What do you think? Uh, no, he's fine. I, I think he has to do something, though. Michigan's beat him twice. Michigan's beat him twice in a row. And if they lose to Michigan again, he's going to start hearing shit. But he's Lincoln like, Riley. No. No, he doesn't have to quiet the critics, though, to win 10 games? Not even. He he could win five games this year, and he'll be fine. He's not going anywhere. No, I don't think he's getting fired, but quiet the critics. You'd think that the critics are heavy going into the Big Ten, right? Uh I don't think anybody's on his ass at all. I think he's turned USC around, and it's smooth sailing out there. All right, Chip Kelly. Uh, no, I think UCLA has been turned around too, and they're pretty consistently good, and we'll see what happens going into the Big Ten. I'm looking at the Big Ten ahead, and I'm thinking that they're going to start demanding a little bit more out of these cats. That's just my opinion. Um, well, I don't know. I mean, maybe, but uh, he's – I mean – they're always going to get criticized, so of course yeah, people yeah, yeah. are going to be criticized, but 
None All of right, Lane Kiffin. Jobs or anything. Lane. Uh, I don't think he's going anywhere at Old Miss either. They love him. Um, Mario Cristobal. Uh, I I do think that his leash is shorter than maybe anyone else's because the the U. The I feel like the U has a fake persona of being yeah. great. Like they think there's something they're not. So I don't think that they'll give him the time he probably needs. But then also when they blew up the orange bowl, I think they f- fucked the entire program because no one wants to drive to that piece of shit where the dolphins play 45 minutes away. I mean, they really, that was the dumbest thing they've ever done in the history of Miami football is blow up their stadium. So they need an on-campus stadium or a close to campus stadium I know the Orange Bowl wasn't necessarily close to the to the college, but it was their home forever, and people didn't mind going there, and it had a college environment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And now, this corporate megaplex where they play, no one goes. And I, Miami, Miami looks their their logo's the same, but it's not the same. And Mario has a big time uphill battle. All right, Marcus Freeman. Marcus Freeman could get. Fired or extended? Like I, he's up in the air. I, I have no idea. One point last year, they hated him and wanted him gone. By the end of the year, they loved him and they wanted him extended. So I think he's a hell of a coach, and he's. I wouldn't be surprised if his next stop, like he'll probably do okay at Notre Dame and won't really maximize. They'll fire him after three or four years. He'll get a DC job somewhere else, be there for three or four years, do a great job. And then probably his next job will be the one that really blows up where he's there for 15 or 20 years because of everything you learned from the first trip. All right. Brent Venables. I think Venables is going to get fired at Oklahoma quick. And it's probably not his fault. Again, Oklahoma and Texas. Careful what you wish for, homie. Welcome to the SEC. Um. I agree. No, Dabo for you. <laughs> Dabo. Uh, Dabo is royalty at Clemson. He he could take a he's shit. royalty, but I think critics are starting to get crazy with him with all this shit that he's been hanging out with, like all this shit that's been coming out with these guys on these trainers and all this crazy shit that's been happening. What are you talking My about? My boy, Steve Sarkeesian. What are you talking about with Dabo? That trainer that came out, and I don't know if you saw the video, the motherfucker that's always around Dabo that came out and was just saying the N-word and shit uh, in a cab. It was all – it blew up. Now Dabo's attached to the guy, and now they're saying he's a fake Christian and all this old shit. Um, I didn't hear about any of this, but I don't think he's going to ever go anywhere until he wants to. Yeah, I think he'll be the next Alabama head coach. Um, Sark. Maybe. Sark. Um, and Unless he – does it to himself. I don't think I don't think Steve goes anywhere. I think he's a hell of a coach, and you know he's learned from adversity earlier in his life and losing the job at SC. And it's funny what happens when you're humbled. And I think that he's going to do a great job at Texas. And but again, I think Texas has a better opportunity to be great in the SEC than Oklahoma. I do too, and I also think they sit there with Miami, and I'll ask Steve Kim this: they they sit there with Miami in this persona of we're supposed to be this elite team. They're not. The last two teams I got to ask: Billy Napier. Uh, well, it completely depends on what they do at the quarterback position. He just got there. Um, 
they were six and seven. You know, they, I don't really know what to think of Florida. I, I, it's an incomplete. All right, Jimbo Fisher. Oh, he's fucked. <laughs> I mean, let's. I don't have any other way to put it other than that. I mean, I, I hope that they do well. The he's criticized and getting fired, right? I mean. He's. I. I hope they do well. I. I don't want Texas A&M to lose. The, their left tackle is one of my guys, and he's a hell of a player. But I think Jimbo is in trouble, bro. Like I. I just don't think they're going to be as good as their recruiting numbers and everything says they should be. And the people down there are rabid, and they want a winner. And you know, it, it's again Texas A&M moving from the Big Twelve to the SEC is probably a great move for them, obviously. But, bro, it's. <laughs> Let me ask you before you get out of here, Matt. Steve Kim, what up? Morning, what's up, fellas? Hey, Steve, does Mario Cristobal got to win ten games next year to quiet the critics? Well, he's got to be better than five and seven. If, if they win eight games this year, I would actually look at that as an improvement. You have to keep this in mind. He got a big contract. He's an alum. They're actually upgrading the program to a point where they're investing in. It's something they hadn't done for about 20 years because they fell behind the arms race. And uh, Cristobal, Alonzo Highsmith, they are now the adults in the room that we haven't had in a while. I don't think there's any, you know, but I disagree, guys. I don't think there's any delusions of grandeur. Most Miami fans realize we have been a clown show. I mean, honestly, I, I go all the way back to hiring Larry Coker. Even though he won a national title, we let the substitute teacher take over a class of valedictorians. Then we became a reform school. It was terrible. You never let the players hire the coach. Completely. Hey, let me ask you, Kim. Yeah. Do you, I, just brought up, I just brought up the coach before I get off here. I just brought up the fact that moving from the Orange Bowl, I think, was a monumentally awful yeah. decision. But, Matt, like, here's the thing. That I was mean, not the goal well, regardless, is there any way that they can try and find that piece of their program again and get closer to campus and, like... You know, there's been a lot of talk of it. Here's the thing. Um, the Miami campus is actually in the city of Coral Gables, which is, like, this posh neighborhood next to Miami. And it's almost impossible because there's no space and the zoning and the residents simply won't allow it. UCLA, then. Right. So here's the other thing, though, Matt. That that Miami Dolphin Stadium is actually a new stadium now because they put like a half billion dollars into it, Stephen Ross. I was at the 2017 Notre Dame game. And I, I said to myself, we actually don't need a stadium. We, ha we have to be honest. Miami football has been a bad product. And so it doesn't matter where we play. If Miami wins, because Miami is a lot like L.A. Because even when SC is bad, USC doesn't draw 80,000. We have to be honest about it. our football team has right. been a terrible product. It's a good logo, and that's it. Got to get better on the field. Yeah, but yeah, I'm yeah. it'll never be the same as the Orange Bowl because that place was. Matt, were you on that team that came to the Orange Bowl in 2005? No, I was uh, a senior in 04. Okay, because they, they they played us pretty tough. I remember the quarterback that's on Joel Klatt getting lifted into the air after a pick six by Leon. No, well, Joe Klatt took more shots than any quarterback. <laughs> he got uh, more than anybody I know. He just got murked so many times. He would just get up, looking out of his ear hole, and be like, "Hold up!" Back there. Oh my god! But Matt, you know what's funny about Colorado and Miami? Those are two teams that had great runs in the '80s, '90s, going into the 21st century, right? 
But once the administration, I've learned this about college football. If your school president and your administration does not take it seriously and really make it a priority, you cannot win on the field. I'm just telling you right now, unless that whole school says football is important, we're going to spend tens of millions of dollars on all the other stuff that nobody ever sees, you are playing left-handed. That's the reality. Alabama takes it seriously. Ohio State takes it seriously. Uh, Oklahoma, SC now takes it seriously again. Miami is now finally back in the ball game. We're, we'll see where it goes. And obviously Colorado with Prime. Yes. Talking about, you know, like the early or 80s, 90s, and early 2000s, that 01 team of Miami is maybe the best college football team I've ever seen. But I was on the 01 CU team, and you got they ended up playing Nebraska in the, yeah. the national title, a team that we beat by 30 that didn't even win their own division. And we got so screwed out of playing them. Like, Oregon or us should have played Miami for the Natty that year. Yeah. We wanted to play Miami so bad. I'm not saying we would have won. We probably would have lost. But we wanted to play that team so bad. They were so loaded. And we were so looking forward to playing them. And they took Nebraska. Like, the PCF was such a joke. Matt, that game, wasn't that on a Thanksgiving Friday? You guys blew up. The corner after Thanksgiving, yeah. And I remember you guys kept running the same counterplay like 80 times in a row. They, they couldn't stop it. So all the Miami fans were like, okay, now we're playing Tennessee because people forget Tennessee was the number two team. They got beat. They got beat by, I think, LSU in the SEC title game. So then we thought we we're going to play Colorado. So we went we, 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 so Texas was in line. They were third. They were in line after yeah. Tennessee lost. We beat Texas. And then uh, Nebraska was fourth, and we were fifth or something like that. And then the BCS put it like we one percentage point higher for Nebraska than us. Because in reality, that was 2001, obviously, that was 9-11. And we canceled our game in Pullman against Washington State, and they played a home game against, like, Troy State or somebody and killed them. So they had one more game, and that percentage point bumped them up. So, you know, it's just like the communists. and That's, in that's, the, year, that's the year everyone should have said 14 playoff. I actually don't like the 12 team all that much, but to me is perfect, guys. I don't know why. Well, I know why they're expanding it. It's money. Let's <laughs> be honest about that, you know. Well, there's so, going to be more parity now in college football yeah. because of the transfer portal, too. So we'll see. All right, brother. I appreciate you, man. Right, Matt. Oh. Tomorrow or Thursday. No nuggets. Hey, they're, t- they're losing tonight. Later. Hey, uh, let's get into this. I, I just woke up. Give, give me your top 10 Cowboys. I'm I'm looking forward to... to what, the- you want to go right into the grease fire? Let's go right into this. It's going to take a while. Because you know what? I am very interested to see where a certain player is. Because he's obviously, I think, number one or two. We'll get into it, Coach. I, I can't. I've been looking forward to this all morning. All right, I got- all right can <laughs> we do one more? Huh? Can we do one thing before? Because this is going to take a second, too. Yes, yes, please. I'm going to give you an over or under and just tell me over or less. All right? So let's go down this list. I got to go. I got a good list for you real quick. College football. Right. All right? LSU, 10 wins or less? I'd say they go 10. They got their quarterback returning, who was very good last year. And Brian Kelly can coach. He's a bit of a weirdo. But look, they they finished the year pretty strong. They've recruited well. I'll say plus. Plus 10. All right. Uh Georgia, 12 games or Absolutely. less. Yes. Have you seen their schedule? I, I think it's a lock. I actually 
for the third straight regular season, they could go undefeated. I think they will. Put me on the record right now. Look at that schedule and tell me a 70-30 game. Forget 50-50. Show me a – remember, they don't play Alabama in the regular season. Keep that in mind. I still want to see who the quarterback will be. Their quarterback – I think it's Carson Beck, and he looked good in the spring. Yeah. Um, those bullets live are different, though. All yeah. right. Alabama, 12 or less. Less. Really? Alabama, there's some cracks in that foundation. And the fact that they wanted Tyler Van Dyke after that season he had at Miami last year, Jalen Milrose, great athlete. The, the, he has no real consistent ability with the intermediate throw game. I think that's going to be an issue. And, look, that's a school – they have to figure out certain things about how to keep a lot of their players. They seem to have a lot of defections. Look, they're not going to fall off the face of the earth, but I would say less. All right. Clemson, 11 or less. ACC is still sewerage. They have a new coordinator that I think can rescue Cade Klubnik, who I thought regressed last year uh, at the very tail end. I will say, I will say right at 11. They're still going to be pretty good. Trust me. Dabo knows how to – I know people hate Dabo. The guy runs a good program. I don't care what anyone else says. I, I agree. Um, Notre Dame, 10 or less. Well, I'd have they to look at their – You know, they got that independent deal. It's, it's, yeah, it's, and I like – you know, look, I want my fifth cousin, Marcus Freeman, to uh, do okay. I, I will say less, but I, I look. I don't think there's any pressure on him. They they had a pretty good last second half of last year, okay. But uh, they're going to be right around nine or ten. That's a tough one. USC eleven or less. More with they're in the pack, which is whack, and they have the best college quarterback at least at this level. I'm not talking about what he does in the National Football League. They're going to score sixty points in at least half the games. They will win more than that. They're going to be in playoff contention. I do think Oregon State's better. I think Washington's for real. I think Utah's going to still be formidable. And I think UCLA will still be a good game at the end of the season. So I'm going to say hmm. less. Uh, Michigan, 12 or less? 12. They'll win. I like uh, – hey, Harbaugh I, – I, I'm one of the biggest Harbaugh fans. The guy's a weirdo. Okay, but Captain Khakis. Has that thing going on well. They bring back their two really good running backs. Uh, J.J. McCarthy is overrated as I think he might be slightly. He's going into a second year as a starter. They have it going on. And, look, they've beaten Ohio State twice and beat them up physically two years in a row. I think they're very legitimate. Ohio State, 12 or less. Can both of them win 12? No. Yeah. Right? Well, they can both be undefeated coming into that last game. Why not? I don't know if that'd be good. 12, though, would it? But I will say less this year, and I'll tell you why. Noticeable drop-off at quarterback. For the first time in a while, they will not have a first-round ability or at least uh, production at that position, but they still have some great receivers. They may have the best one in the country in Marvin Harrison Jr. So I will say less, though. Okay. UCLA, 10 or less? Less. I think DTR is a loss, although the quarterback that's replacing him is pretty highly touted. And I like Chip Kelly. He's actually evolved his style. He's no longer this quick, up-tempo guy. Uh, but they also lose Zach Charbonnet. Stuff. Right. The Zach Charbonnet is going to be a loss. I, I will say less. But, again, I think they're still pretty solid, though. Utah, 10 or less. 
Oh, I love Kyle Whittingham. I wish he'd go back to the buzz cut, though. But anyway, uh, look, they lose a couple of the best players. And by the way, is uh, Cam Rising finally graduated? Is he gone? Yeah, I think he was in the draft. Yeah, that's, that's a loss because I liked him. And Dalton Kincaid, obviously, uh, NFL uh, stud. I'm going to say less. You uh, Nebraska, eight or less? I will say less, but they're going to make a lot of progress. I am a believer in Matt, the golden rule. The guy never should have left college. He is a college coach and a damn good one. I agree. Uh, I think he'll be the next Miami head coach. Um, oh, would you Colorado. Seven <laughs> or less. Colorado. What was that number? Seven or less. You know, you know, Las Vegas, the real experts have it at three and a half. So I will say less than seven. Really? Coach, look at their – they don't have a surefire – well, maybe not, but how many games do you know that you think is a 90% probability? They might actually start off 0-3, Coach. Look at their early schedule. They can ask Matt. He'll, he probably agrees with me. It's going to be tough hey, for Chris said Cam Rising came back. I didn't know he had another oh, year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I heard he was thinking of – I like – look, I don't think – He's even 16 to come play Juco. How many years does he have? That's experience, man. That is that grizzled experience you need in the most important position in football. <laughs> Thousand Oaks, man. He's my boy. All right. I, I remember when he was handing off to Jamal Anderson. Boy, that guy's <laughs> been through a lot of Utah history, man. Throwing to Steve Smith. That guy, that's that, that guy's a Ute, man. Jamal Anderson at Moore Park Juco in fucking 88. <laughs> All right. Um Miami, 10 or less. Less, less, but I think we can get to about eight or nine. The offense has to be better. The key game is the third game of the season. They host AM. Last year that loss ruined the season. This year. That's, that's a plus game by the way coach that's a crossroads game for both programs it could flip yes. that season by the way i find it interesting that jimbo fisher who's generally run his own offense as his own coordinator bought in bobby petrino how do you think that dynamic works well, you got two alpha offensive males there don't you i know them both well that joe uh, petrino's the biggest asshole there is as far as quarterback coach he's a guy i like the guy i'm just yeah. saying he he gets after the qb and jimbo is 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 wanting to be so hands on with the QB? Right. How that's going? Yeah, that that could be uh, if if it's broke and you really didn't fix it. No doubt. Uh, Florida State ten or less. Ten plus. I got to give those guys up north, Creighton, Tallahassee, and uh, look, their quarterback Jordan Travis. I thought was not very good. He made major strides. He might actually be in the Heisman race. Johnny Wilson outside is a big boned receiver. Got a good set of running backs. And Norvell knows how to run an offense. He's a really good offensive coach. I like what they're doing up there, begrudgingly. Florida. Left, they're terrible. They're not good. They, I'm just telling you, they, I, I, I believe Billy Napier is actually on the hot seat by uh, October. Tennessee, 10 or less. I will say less. Hendon Hooker is a major loss. I know Joe Milton has an absolute rifle. I worry about his consistency in the mid-range passing game and able to just make routine passes. And they lost, I think, two receivers, Jalen Hyatt and Tillman. So they have some major losses that they have to look at. But again, I like their coach too, though. But again, to really be consistent, I think you got to have three, four, five really good recruiting classes stacked up. All right. Um... Ten, uh, Texas, uh, my boy Sark, 10 or less? More. I, I think Texas is a surprise, and I like Quinn Ewers. I, if he starts to play and get serious and actually put his ass into his throws, he's a little bit nonchalant sometimes, 
I know they lost a great running back, but they also got a good one coming in. Um, look, they should have beat Alabama last year, and a couple things like a little bit snowballed on them. I will say 10-plus for the Longhorns. Hook them. All right. A&M, 11 or less. Left. Left. And I didn't put him high because Jimbo's got to be on the hot seat, right? Yeah. He's got I mean, we know he's on the hot seat, but he's either fired or wins 11 or makes a playoff run, right? He is the definition. That program, Ev, do you want to recruit mercenaries or have soldiers? Because if you have a bunch of guys that are only there for the money, if that thing doesn't go well early, it could snowball because you have a lot of front runners. That's exactly what happened last year. Um, Penn State, 10 or less. More. They have a high they have a highly touted quarterback in Drew Aller Alar. I think he's an upgrade at that position, but again, we got to see when the bullets fly. But so you're saying Penn State, Ohio State, and Michigan all—it's a very top-heavy. Yes, it's a very top. Eleven, twelve games. I think they are three elite teams. They will be in all in the top ten. And Penn right, State has a great young running back. I'm just telling you. Look, I think they've actually loaded up that team pretty nicely with Franklin. All right, Michigan State nine or less. Less. Mel Tucker had one mirage year. And now you lose your best receiver and you lose your quarterback who you didn't like, but he was still your best quarterback. It doesn't look good up there in Lee Lansing. Auburn, nine or less. New coach. Less. Auburn's a mess. They got to stick with the coach. I, I don't like what's going on there. I'll say less. And they're, they're, they're in an absolute gauntlet. Ole Miss, 10 or less. Well, that's a tough – I'd have to look at their schedule because, look, uh, Lane Kippen can draw them up. And it wasn't too long ago they had a 10-win season. I think two years ago, and they had eight last year. So they'll be right in that range. Um, all right, let's get into it. Um, I, I got into this mock draft thing that I wanted to get into before we end it with the finale of this Cowboys uh, thing that everyone's looking forward to. It's on the thumbnail. It's all hyped up. I can see it. Right. Whitlock right now texting me. Uh, they can't wait for this. Like I'm like, oh, damn, they're watching it. Uh Next year's draft, though, I went over it earlier. Drake May. The I'm white calling it right now, Steve. I'm calling it. Marvin Harrison Jr. will be the number one pick. You want to, you're going to really pick a wide receiver at number one in a quarterback I, league. I expected Steve Kim to know much more data and information about what I'm about to say. We just dissected it. What team is going to be picking one, though? Okay. Are, is, the Texans? Are you going to take another Q? But, Is it going to be but, hard? But can I just Is tell you something? The Panthers? If, you just drafted QBs. If you're number one, and, you, and you, let's say you have your quarterback, let's say you are one of those teams that just drafted one, you know what you do then? And if you want Harrison, just go back and draft a little bit. Get a couple of picks later in the draft, pick up another second, pick up another third. Because again, you're right. If you're the Texans and you have another two and 14 season, or the Bears, do you do it if Chicago? Well, Chicago, look, you're telling me that well, – you, well, that means Justin Fields will not be in the MVP. What the hell with our boy Orlovsky? I don't what know. What is going man. on? No, man. Man, no, Dan, don't do it. Next here's thing. My, here, here's my deal. God. I got Falcons who go take a cue. I have the Rams if they just they fall through. Yes. The Rams if because we don't know what's happened with Stafford. Cardinals – can't with the money that they owe Kyler Murray, in my opinion. The Broncos, I don't think, will fall that low. Uh, Matt thinks the Packers are going to are just going to falter. Uh, I don't know if they'll still fall that low. Um, 
there's not a lot of teams. Everyone else on the list. If you have, look, I'm just telling you, if you're the number one draft position team and you have your quarterback of the future and you think we like Marvin Harrison, you start saying, hey, look, we're going to open up the phone lines. And if you have a top four pick where we know we, we think we could still get Harrison, you just put that number one draft choice up for sale or auction and get the best of both worlds. You get your franchise receiver and extra draft choices. You do it the Jimmy I, Johnson way. Chris is asking why would a wideout go one. I'm saying because of the pecking Thank order. You, Chris, draft. you are a man in, uh, of great intelligence. That's going to be interesting. Yeah, well. Okay. Next year's draft is going to be interesting because I'm telling you, I think Marvin Harrison will be the best player on the board at that time. He might be, but then all, there's also a team that's going to get enamored with Caleb Williams and the magic he creates. Now, whether that midget, Kyler uh, be the second coming. But whether that translates or not, we shall find out. But you know what? Let's get to your Cowboy top ten. I cannot wait to see where a certain running back is. You know, this is interesting. I personally think – I'm not going to say anything. It's your list. Let's go to ten. Go to 10. All right, let's go. Let's go. All right, so you're going to give you my 10, and then you're going to give me your own 10? or no, you? No, I'm going to react to your 10. 10, 9, we're going to do it like NASA. We're going to count it down. This is going to be fun. All right. Don Meredith, number 10. Wow, Dandy, turn out the lights. The party's over. You know, he was a very productive quarterback, took him to some title games that they didn't win. The first really nationally known Cowboys, actually underrated because his great announcing um, overshadowed him. And he once, he once had a great line. He was a funny guy. Um, Howard Cosell once said to him, Dandy Don, that is very truculent. And so he said, well, you know what truculent means? He goes, no, if you had a four-by-four four and I, you borrowed it from me, that's a truck you lent. That's one of his lines. He was a great guy. I love Don. God, God I, rest his soul. Ed Jones, number nine. Paul, very good defensive end, very bad heavyweight. Actually sat out a year in 1979. I actually think he should get some Hall of Fame consideration. Him and Harvey Martin were dominant ends in the late seventies. Me too. Um, I made a I made a decision over the evening because uh, I had my top ten in stone. I made a decision and I took Drew Pearson off, mm. and I added Randy White. Yes, well, Randy White is a no brainer. The Manster, All Decade Team Hall of Famer, could run. He was actually a a linebacker when he came out of Maryland. He was just about on the verge of being a bust. And they said, all right, let's put his hand on the ground, move them inside, was a dominant force. I actually think number eight's a little bit low here, Coach. All right. But, uh, it's, but I know a certain guy's now in the top seven. I like, you know, a little, you're giving a certain guy more respect than I thought. But keep going. Keep going. This is good. I don't know who you're talking about. Um, let me see. Uh, okay, where are we at? Number seven? Yeah. Mel Renfro. Oh, Hall of Famer. Uh, this is interesting. So if Mel Renfro makes the list, the one guy that's completely overrated, ignored, forgotten about, and I think deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, you don't have Everson Walls in here, I'm assuming. Nah, I had him at number 11. Everson was a guy that ran a 4-7, but he knew how to play cornerback, had the, some of the best ball skills I've ever seen on a cornerback. Interception machine. This is a, that's a, that's the toughest one I'd have in or out. Yeah, it's a tough one. I had to keep him off. Uh, all right, Roger Starbucks six. That ooh, this this seems low, Coach Captain Comeback, Captain America. Era era mattered to me. I had to look into the era. era. He played in a real era. Quarterbacks got hit. 
They got tackled. They, the guy have, Surely. The guy used to have concussions, and they used to give him two aspirins and some uh, Robitussin and say, get out there and save us the ball game. The guy won multiple Super Bowls, went to several of them. He needs to be in your Mount Rushmore, but I'm glad you're showing a certain player respect because if you have this guy over, I mean, God, you know what? I have really changed your – this is great, the one that keep going. Get out. I'm enjoying this. This is good. All right, number five, Bob Lilly. Again, a tad low. This was one of the best pure football players of any era. He was the first original big-time Mr. Cowboy, surefire Hall of Famer. I would actually have him in the Mount Rushmore too. But, again, showing proper respect. is four. Who? Your Mount Rushmore is your top four, right? Because yeah, that's what a Rushmore is. Yeah. I know. A lot of people say five, and I'm like, Mount Rushmore is four. Well, that's a Rushmore plus one. That doesn't yeah, count. I don't know what that is. Uh, son of a bitch. All oh. right, I got Bob Lilly. All right, here we go. All right. So we got one, two, three, four left. Oh, this will be good. All right. This is four. There's four left here. Oh, I haven't I, I heard of the Playmaker. All right, here's number four. The playmaker, Michael Irvin. No problem. No problem. You know, the playmaker, The one of the last true number one draft picks of Tech Schramm in 1988. Uh, funny story. Michael Irvin actually thought he was going to get drafted by the Rams because Norb Turner said, hey, if you're there, we're going to take you. Something happened. Uh, but this was a match made in heaven. And you know what's funny? He was not the greatest or best player, but I read a book about the, that era of Cowboys. And some players said, Michael Irvin's the most important guy in our team emotionally. And he's the one guy in a big game where everyone else is scared and nervous. But we look over at the playmaker and we all go, God, dog, we are lucky we have that guy. That's the type of impact he had on the team. So that's good. Proper respect. Mount Rushmore for Michael Jerome Irvin from the U. All right, keep going. Number three. Wow, you have him high, this guy. I like this. Number three. Uh-huh. Tony Dorsett. Wait a minute. Tony, you know what? Second greatest running back in Cowboy history. Who's uh, one? Well, well, I'm not going to ruin it, but I'm just going to say it right now. So, fast guy. He always had an issue with Tom Landry because Landry used to have him on a pitch count because he didn't really think he was that big. It's actually the best thing that happened to him. Sprinter speed, smooth, silky. Uh, so, Tony Dorsett cannot argue that. The second greatest running back in Cowboy history deserves his respect. I, I don't know if he's sec- – maybe the second. What? One or two. I don't know. He's one or two to me. Um, should I give you two or one first? Oh, give me two. Let's go. Let's go. Because I think I – wait, I know who you're going to put number one. Uh, you're such a homer. Troy Aikman. Wait a minute, though. Okay, wait, 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 wait. This I have, Matt is not adding up here. See, that's why I said – uh, Wait, wait, wait. So who's number two? First. Troy Aikman's my number one. Yeah. What a surprise. What a surprise. That's like this is like an episode of Three's Company. I could see that coming a mile away, that ending. So who yeah, you know, number, wait two a minute. Be, number two has to be a guy wait a that minute. just no. you know dominated, right? His era, like he dominated right, and he all-time leading rusher. No, oh, it's the guy who blocked for him, Larry Allen. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, wait a minute. What do you mean? How and is it? How, did not how make your top ten. Your, your top ten. Did I leave someone out? Yes, the catch twenty-two. Who Are you out of your? Wait a minute. I, I said Everson Walls. Emmett Smith does not make your top ten. 
Oh, no. Oh, no. I wouldn't even think about Emmitt Smith. I wouldn't even think about it. Were you thinking Emmitt Smith this whole time was going to be in my top ten, Steve? Uh, he makes an argument for number one. I can't believe I woke up for this bullshit. Oh, what my God. you thinking Emmitt Smith was supposed to be? <laughs> I just want to tell the good people of Dallas. I, hold on. Let me take over your show. I just want to tell the good people of Dallas and Texas the, the thought thoughts of Coach Jason Brown do not reflect that of Steve Kim. I want to apologize to you fine people in the Lone Star State. I know what Emmett Smith did. It, it pains me to say such great things about a Florida Gator. The man was a beast. The man was a gamer. The all-time leading rusher. I, are you out of your mind? He, look, I get it if you have him at two or three. You don't have him at even 11 or 12? I have Emmett at 12. Oh, well, don't don't heap him with too much praise. Are Hold you on. out of so your mind? Herschel Walker? He's a more Herschel did not have his vision or ability to make people move. You imagine he was a better athlete. He was not a better football player. Put Herschel Walker behind Larry Allen in that O-line. You talk to any player from the early 90s, they'll tell you Emmett Smith, there was something intangible about what he did, his vision, his balance, the ability to break tackles. And by the way, a on a serious note, a player that should have been on there, but is career was never the same after an auto accident eric big cat williams he's the only guy i've ever seen on the outside you say okay you get reggie white and we're good never seen another guy that could like actually put that whole line on there i mean i mean i i it'd be a tough it's a tough name let's go back to emmett anyone everyone says anyone could have ran behind that line oh really look at the first two games of 1993 when emmett held out that offense could not function without number 22 and I'll never forget, Jimmy Johnson had one of his funniest moments. They lose to the Bills. Troy, yeah, Troy Aikman threw an interception in the end zone late to, to blow the game. So Charles Haley basically has a meltdown, and he threatens the life of everybody. And he says, what the – and we can't win with Derek and Lassick, who they just drafted from Alabama, and he's about to kill everybody. Everyone That's what I'm saying. Who's your backup is? It wasn't like you are putting Bo Jackson in. Okay, but still – Anyone can run behind. So anyway, Jimmy Johnson gets to the press conference, and Jimmy's hair's out of place, and Jimmy just goes like this. <sighs> we need him. <sighs> and I'm like, oh, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. And basically, Jimmy marched into Jerry's office. Look, can we? are you serious or not? Get Emmett back. And as soon as they got Emmett back, they won about every single game that year that he played in. I think they lost one or two. And that performance against the Bills in that Super Bowl where they kept running that counter, that O counter, eight out of nine plays, unbelievable performance. And then what about the game against the Giants? Busted shoulder, home field advantage on the line. You didn't – you got to – we got to watch that. That wasn't – John Madden said it's the greatest game he ever saw a running back play. You're out of can your I, mind. I go, here's here's – let me go. Deion Sanders, first of all, I'm getting lit up in the chat, does not – in my opinion, make the list because he's his duration there. He didn't play long enough as a Cowboy. That would be sliding a lot of Cowboys to put a guy that didn't play many years there over I, those I'll guys. I'll you on that. Look, Dion to me is an all-time great. I don't know what team he's really associated with. Atlanta. Atlanta Dallas. Not, certainly not Washington or Baltimore. Uh, Atlanta well, or the Niners. Is what well, I was. He, played, he played 10 games with the Niners, I think. <laughs> I know. I just, I just look at him as a Niner more than a Cowboy, even though he was oh, there. What were the Cowboys? Two years? Uh, no, no, he was there for about four or five. Was he, he was there from 95 to about 99 or 98? Because remember, he went to the Redskins when Daniel Snyder was uh 
re-signing the Pro Bowl team from like eight years before with Bruce Smith was there. And then also, but the thing with Dion is this is the impact of Dion Sanders. He flipped the NFC based on where he went. San Francisco 94. Now they had a bookend cornerback uh, that can handle Alvin Harper at least. And then Charles Haley, actually. Right. And then in 95, he flipped the NFC back towards the Cowboys. But coach, this, you've got, I'm just, you ask any of those linemen, were they better linemen with Emmett Smith because of his vision and his ability to hit it up inside? And Bill Belichick gave him the greatest compliment ever on the top 100 NFL network list. He, they were in studio. And he says, Emmett, <clears throat> most people will not understand this. But as a defensive coach, your ability to turn one yard or no yard gains into three, four, and five, and to turn two yard runs into seven yard runs, it is such an underrated facet that a lot of running backs don't have. And I have a great appreciation for what you do. And Emmett looked like he was about to cry. He's like, wow, Bill Belichick paid me the ultimate compliment. Coach, you probably had fast, flashy running backs that it's either a home run or a bunch of no yard gains. They're not consistent. Let me, let me, now let, let, let the coach talk to everybody oh that's going crazy in the chat. Yeah, chat, chat, keep going crazy. That's I know you hear Steve Kim bring all the logic every day when he comes on, and I get it. I understand it. Here's the thing. Let's break this down. How many Emmett Smiths have there been in the NFL? Not a lot. Not a, a lot. lot. A ton of them. What the f- Oh, hold on, time out. Let's go through the Smiths. Let's just let's just compare and contrast. <laughs> what? So you're telling me that Eric Dickerson wouldn't have had success in that with that team? Don't even have to answer. You don't even have to answer me. Eric Dickerson, Tony Dorsett, Herschel Walker, Bo Jackson, Marcus Allen. I mean, Marshall. Great player. Great player. Adrian Thomason, Adrian Peterson. I can name a thousand running backs who would have had that much success or more. Here's my counter to your argument. How many Larry Allens are there? Zero. All right. Nelson, All right. Eric Williams, Mark Tuane, Newton. There was never that offensive line ever, but ever, ever. Will there ever be one? one? There's never not, been one. Because, that offensive line moved bodies, Steve. But guys, can I just tell you something? Another underrated facet. Not the mic. Pass pro. That Boom. guy. Unbelievable guy in pass pro, Emmett. Blocking is a part of this game, and he was unbelievable in pass pro. One of these days when you talk to Troy Aikman, I dare you to say, hey, Troy, I think you're the best cowboy. He'd be like, thank you. Then you say, yeah, and I think Emmett's not even top 10. He'd probably say, you know what? I don't even want to talk to you anymore. It literally flipped that fast. Ask Troy Aikman if he thinks Emmett Smith. Oh, I'll just say this. Ask Troy. Hey, Troy, I got a question for you. Me and my, me and my uh, Asian buddy, we're kind of talking. He's a good fella here. Um, but he happens to think Emmett is a top 10 Dallas Cowboy. You don't agree. I dare you to say that to Troy. I'm going to talk to Troy. Scott Salisbury and I are going to have him on the show. Oh, please do. And I'm going to bring it up. I'm going to have you on with it. Oh, yeah. I'm going to say, Troy, uh, Phil Tranny's misses you. But I, I want to address something with you. Do you think Emmett is a top 10 Cowboy? Because there's a certain guy – uh, that wears a visor backwards. That doesn't come, coach. You, I, I know you're trolling. I, 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 I'm I, not trolling. I don't <laughs> think he's even Herschel Walker. I take over Emmett. Tony Dar said I take over Emmett. Um, and at nope. least those two backs for sure. Those two backs. Emmett's for sure. durability is underrated, and he rarely laid the ball on the ground. 
I agree. I said it last night. He is available. And this he whole notion is, that all he did was run through alleys and creases where he's not touched is not true. If yeah, and we watched this flash reel. He broke a lot of tackles. He made guys miss. He knew how to set up defenders at the second level. Had an unbelievable football IQ. And he was a decent pass receiver out into the flat. Now, he couldn't do the stuff like Marshall where he couldn't run slants and, you know, uh, you know, uh, what is it? The wheel route. The wheel route. He couldn't do uh, the Texas route. Didn't run that. The center hide route over the center. He was a, he was a dime a dozen. A dime a dozen. The all-time leading rusher in the National Football League is a dime, more like, I mean, more like a hope diamond. Are you crazy? How long do I have you? Five minutes? Give me another five because I'm outraged. Jesus. All right, all right. Let me ask you this then. On the outside looking in of this Cowboy talk, some give me some honorable mentions. Do you have Bates? Bates was a great special teams guy. I don't know if he'd make my top 20. Like, Everson Walls would certainly make. Oh, Darren Woodson makes an argument for top 10. That guy should be in the Hall of Fame. Roy Williams? Well, Roy was a great in-the-box defender. Struggled out in space. But Darren Woodson, to me, could play today because he could be a hybrid linebacker. He could play in the box. He could play back. He could cover uh, He could cover almost anybody at his size. Another Moose. great Yes, Moose. What a hammer. What a Novacek? Yes, and I'll tell you what, when Novacek retired and he had to retire early, Troy Aikman never had that guy. Michael Irvin once said that we can never occupy the middle of the field without Jay. Charles they, Haley, did he play long enough? Yes, the impact that he made. And, and the cow, he, look, the oh, night. Yes. Haley's in the Hall of Fame, and that was one of Jimmy Johnson's three or four most important moves. <laughs> and to this day, I can't believe the Niners traded him to a fellow NFC team because I don't think they realized how good the Cowboys were going to become that soon. Because remember, they got him after the 91 season when they went 11-5 and five and then lost in the divisional playoffs. Another Cowboy that's underrated, and, and I don't think he's top 10, but he made, he made that offense really complete, Alvin Harper. I Harper know. was a Niner killer, and they could never – either they had – pick your poison. Michael on the intermediate stuff. Or Harper over the top. What about Compton native and Super Bowl MVP Larry Brown? Larry Brown. I, I tell you what, the game ball. Okay, Larry Brown won the MVP. Game ball should have gone to Neil O'Donnell. Let's be honest. He was in the right place at the right time. But I get that. Another great Jimmy Johnson draft choice. I think 11th round out of TCU. Uh, I tell you a guy that could have been a perennial pro bowler. I thought had Hall of Fame talent, but he blew out his knee. It was never the same. Kevin Smith. That was another guy that I thought matched up really well with Jerry Rice, but when he blew out his knee in the 95 opener, never really had the, that step and a half that he needed. But you're leaving out a couple of guys like Cliff Harris and Charlie Waters, Coach. Yeah, I know, Charlie Waters. What about Witten? Jason Witten played 28 years. He has to be in the top 20. He Don Suttoned his way to the Hall of Fame. Another, there. The, wait, that's another guy in the Hall of Fame. So – Again, no, is he in yet? Yeah, he is yeah, now. Nothing as, as egregious as Emmett Smith not being your top ten as you just kill your credibility to the There's nation. Too many, man, you, and, and you, you gotta go right best running back in franchise history as a top ten yeah, player. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, you know, it's interesting. As hated as you are in Kansas City, you're probably that much more hated now in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Uh, another, 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 another great, 
Another great cowboy. Hates me. <laughs> uh, Tony Hill was a really yeah, productive receiver. Um, Doug, Doug Cosby, the tight end in the 80s, made like four or five Pro Bowls. He was How about T.O.? Really uh, you know what? Here's the problem. Not long enough, and he petered out late. I love T.O. He's one of my top five wide receivers of all time. Here's another guy. Had a lot of success. Went to a lot of playoff games. Danny White, and he made Pro Bowls. He's probably top 25. Is Danny White over Dat Nguyen? That win. Well, greatest Asian player ever in Cowboy history. So I'd have to, you know. But that was good. That that was really good. Um, Who else would have made it? Des Bryant would have been in the mix. Well, Des um, has to be in the top 25. He was highly productive. But I'm, I'm not Romo in it. More closer to the top 25. He never made a really good playoff run in my view. Too many meltdowns, but he amassed a lot of numbers. Um, at, the the day, at the end of the day, are you going to have Tony Romo or over Dak Prescott or vice versa? I like Romo. Better Me pure too. quarterback skills. Me too. I, but I still can't. I, but when I'm working out here in about 20 minutes, I'm just going to be muttering that fucking giant damn it. I can't believe you have me defending a Florida Gator this much. I, I'm sick to my stomach. I don't get it either. I really don't. I mean, I got Michael yeah. Irvin in there. You should be happy. I got. Well, I got that's a no, look, that's a no-brainer. I mean, if you, if you would have left out Michael Irvin, I would have hung up on you like Whitlock. Don't give me this. Don't don't <laughs> give me that. You know you you oh, you know. <laughs> Harper, I was going to put in there over him, but um, no, nah, I wasn't. Drew Pearson being, I had to pull him off. Uh. It was a tough one. Drew is underrated. If Drew actually has a natural conclusion to his career and doesn't have an auto accident that just ended it, he would have been in like the top five or six in every receiving category at that time. So I actually have never understood why it took him so long uh, to get to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I know we're missing some guys here. Um, like Jim Jeffcoat had over 100 sacks in his career, Coach. He has to be given credit as a top 25. Yeah, Jim Jeffcoat's a tough one, man. That's a tough one. How about Sean Lee? Sean Lee was always injured, though. Death taxes and Sean Lee getting nicked up. He was like the Anthony Davis of uh, of uh, linebackers. But I think we got most of them. There's probably a few guys that were missing, like Ray Fitz White. Did you say Orlando Scandrick? I coach Orlando. I would slap the hell out of you if you put Orlando Scandrick in any top fucking list. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Hey, so before you get out of here, have you seen – I'm going to ask you some um, – philosophical things here real quick okay have you seen the nfl schedule changes no let me see what those are there in my well, eyes the nfl will have a black friday game they're going to not games quote do not belong quote to any networks anymore all games yeah, are that's an interesting one that's, that's for the streaming game right the streamers right the, the uh games can be on thursday nights twice and uh, not all teams are guaranteed to have a prime Look, time. I actually like the last two um, because those Thursday night games, guys and coaches hate them. And you're right. I don't want to see bad teams just, just to gerrymander this. I, I don't want that bad version of everyone has to have a slot. I think that's terrible. Uh, it's going to be interesting. I always associated networks with the conferences. But one thing that I really like about not having an L.A. football team for 20 years, Coach, we were never stuck with bad Raiders or Rams games. I actually like just having the best games in our area for 20. That's why I was one of the few people. I hated when the Rams and Raiders came back. My life was just fine without National Football League in our city. You're the second largest media market. 
I agree. And and I I enjoyed whoever the best team was for those years. I said, okay, at least I get to watch that team and the best games because it, it, it was depressing to watch the Raiders and Rams at times because you had to. And I'm like, this is shit. But anyway, yeah, I, I kind of like the, the, the rules are not bad. The Black Friday games, look, the NFL has done a great job of expanding their coverage in a sense that the offseason now is a story. The combine, the draft lead up, the draft. Now everyone gives you coverage of the training camps, right? Then, then, then you have stuff like hard knocks, which gets you interested in the preseason. And now during the regular season, they actually added a game. And when we were growing up, Coach, we used to get a game on Sunday and Monday and an occasional Thursday and once in a while like a special Friday game. Now they're giving you games more and more, and it feels like more football, even though it really isn't that much more. So I don't actually mind that. Um, but the Black Friday game is going to be interesting. Everyone's going to be uh, fighting over TVs to watch that game later at their house. Like, let the guys go shop. Let the people shop. Uh let me ask you this before you get out of here. What's your take on this guy, uh, the Buffalo Bill guy that was that was justice for Ariza or Ariza? And it's terrible what happened. And we had a football player out here locally that lost a scholarship to USC years ago, right? Didn't that young man go to Long Beach Poly? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they made a movie and, about him on tick on Amazon. Yeah, the, I, I've never subscribed to believe all women. I believe all evidence, and I, I hope the NFL does not cave in and say there's still pressure. That, that young man has been exonerated. I think that everyone should be legally free and clear to hire him if he's good enough. There, there should be charges put up when you make false accusations. You have potentially ruined a career and life. Yeah, I've been around this a lot of times. I, I, I have sympathy for the women that actually go through it and actually happen, it happens to them. And then I have these guys that I've seen and I've coached uh, be wrongfully accused that have ruined their careers. Um, Hey, did you remember Wonder Woman? Linda Carter. How can I forget her? It's funny that we now have to wonder if it's a woman. Oh, God. Poor Linda. <laughs> she has to share the screen with him. God, dog. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, now we got to wonder if it's a woman. Hey, man, it's always great to have you on. You got to come through. We got to smoke some ribs, well, man. We will, we will give you a notice next time. I know Weddle came by. You're like, hey, Weddle's coming back in, uh, coming by in 20 minutes. I'm like, I already have plans. It's the Canelo fight. But anyway, I'll come by next time. Hey, I thought Canelo got kind of handled. No, well, look, he, is he the same guy that he was three, four years ago? No, but he's 64, 65 fights in, even though he's 32. There's going to be physical erosion. He's now at the stage where an athlete goes on the ascent then the descent, and I think he's good enough that he could still beat most guys. But, again, has he lost a half an inch off his fastball, as I wrote, wrote in my article? I believe that, but it's still going to take a really, really good fighter on a really good night to beat him. So he's yeah, We're going to have to have this cowboy debate because if people are bringing up some names, like I did, I did kind of kind of forgot about Ken Norton. Ken Norton, another guy that – he was on two Super Bowl teams in a row on two different things. He was a really good, really, really good productive middle linebacker. Hollywood Henderson. guy without cocaine should have been an all-time great. Hollywood Henderson? Yes. Without, that guy ran a 4-3. You know how fast he was? They actually had him on kickoff returns as their returner. There was a, who? Stepnoski? Mark Stepnoski, yeah, very good center. Went to about four or five Pro Bowls. Big weed guy, complete hippie. Hey, what about, what about the Moreno Valley native that's still playing right now, Tyron Smith? 
Tyron Smith, multiple Pro Bowls, yes. So, yeah, I, we can have that again. But, again, just rethink and reevaluate your life and Emmett Smith. That well, I mean, maybe, maybe I'll move Herschel Walker in the top ten. Uh, we'll see what happens. Hey, well, he did bring Dallas a dynasty, so maybe he should be number one. Hey, how, <laughs> hey, how you know, the younger generation's mad at me. They said that we are uh, part of the Caitlyn Jenner generation, and I said, uh, no, contrary to your belief, Steve and I are actually Bruce Jenner yeah, population. Bruce Jenner. You are Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah. You be, are yeah. Caitlyn Jenner yeah. generation. And be, and be proud of that. Okay, I'm part of the Caitlyn. You know, put that on T-shirt. I dare you. Put it, iron that on, bro. Please. I still got the Wheaties box with Bruce on it. Now, you have the Wheaties with Caitlin on it, New <laughs> Generation. <laughs> but anyway, I enjoyed the Whitlock segment last night. Um, I got to see that. Everybody in our Discord was talking about you on there. Um, oh, man, God. going on right now? It's crazy. I, I, they called me. I may be going on there today or tomorrow. I don't know. We'll see. All right. Uh, well, I'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it. All right, brother. Appreciate it. Later. Um, wow, that's what I think about it. Um, anyway, been a great day to have a great day. Appreciate everybody. Pound that like button before you get out of here, man. There's still 430 people in here. Pound the like button before you leave. Uh, much love. I'll have a daily rant later on. Uh, and I'm gonna do some chalk talk today on Patreon. Sean Salisbury and I will be back next Monday. And then we'll have some news to break uh, for you later on this week. Um, we'll have a little news break for you guys. Give you a little insight on some things that are happening. Appreciate you guys. Pound that like button and subscribe if you're not a member. Become one. The best dollar ninety nine you can spend. Make sure you guys become a member if you're not one, man. Uh, Job of the Hut is in the house. Hey, man, let's try to get that motherfucker on the show. Can we get Java on the show, you think? Let's get Java on the show. That shit will be comical. Uh, I got the Celtics tonight. I got the Celtics heat in the east. I'm going to take Lakers nuggets in the west, and I'm going to take Lakers heat in the finals at this moment right now. That's what I'm going to take right now. Uh, so, you know, it is what it is. So, we'll see. Hey, D-Nice, there's no way there's only nine likes in the show. Is there really only nine likes? I, I can't see it, so I don't know. Um, Alan Cashman, man, much love to you, man. Alan retweets it for me every day, man. If you guys retweet it, maybe we'll get more than nine likes. Man, pound the fucking like button on three. Pound it on me. One, two, three. I appreciate you guys, man. I'll see you guys later on today or in the morning. Appreciate you. Peace.